Hello, right. Daniel. Hello, Branchy. How, uh, how are well, you? Yeah, good. We're here with uh, <laughs> we're here with a bit of belief, um, aka Mr. Faccinated. <laughs> He's unvaccinated. Yeah. Very uh, professional intro, Daniel Delby and Cameron yeah. Branch. <laughs> so you guys want me to do it for you? Welcoming Bit of Belief to the Hard Yarns podcast all the way from Morley, Perth, Western Australia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Put uh, your hands together for woo! the one and only. Number one on iTunes, yeah. LP, The Elephant Gifts, out now. Yes. <laughs> Make some noise. <laughs> then, hang on, awkward pause. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Bitter's on, is. and uh, <laughs> we talk about awkward pauses in silences. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about um, what, what better you tell us what we, we did. Oh, we mate, talked majority. a lot about vaccinations, didn't we? Yep. Mm-hmm. We got into politics. We got into all things spiritual, all things, uh, I guess, manifestation-based. We got into family-related inquiries, comedy-related yep. inquiries, tour-related inquiries, yep. a lot of related inquiries, <laughs> inquiries related to all things. <laughs> inquiry inquiries. Inquiry inquiries. <laughs> it's an inquiry uh, podcast. Yeah, we went pretty hard on, on PC shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty... Pretty good one. Yeah, fucking really, re- really deep. Really good, open, honest, come, raw. Yeah. So. Um, so enjoy our straight while male privilege for the next <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Let's get hard. Sist! <laughs> Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Delby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. I think because I'm going to the um, hard after this. But yeah. you're wearing that. Now I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I'm dressed. Now I feel overdressed. Oh, overdressed. Yeah. Well. What are you saying? This is no. This is not good. <laughs> you look gorgeous, Cameron. You could be fucking draft on the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we think about that. Yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. Popped up the other day. Yeah. Did it? Memories? Yeah. Yeah, Facebook memories. Yeah. It was a year and a bit ago mm. where, where everyone thought Bitter was draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Just uh, been on uh, tour, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Cool. It's not finished yet, so we go Kalgoorlie tomorrow, Esperance Friday, Saturday is Albany. Fuck. Yeah. What, how do you – are you driving? Drive. We've driven all of it, but we flew back from Broome. Yeah, yeah. So that's just too far. So we drove pretty much all the way up, just stopping everywhere on the way and playing. Yeah. Last show was in Broome for that leg. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, flew back to Perth, but some of them had to drive because we've got to get all the gear and the vans back. So. Yeah. And what about the music equipment? Well, that's what I mean. That, yeah. <laughs> 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 I had to smuggle the meth, the meth and yeah. instruments back over the, yeah. over the border. So. Are they? Uh, did I see they're in Tassie or the night? Actually, that, who did yeah. you do with? Draft just did the uh, what is it called? Triple J. Oh, like a version. Like a version, yeah. And, oh, and that was sick. It. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking that, epic. Uh, lime, lime cordial, yeah. Lime cordial. <laughs> I don't know that song. Is that? I only no, say cordial because it's got the e on the. Yeah, end. yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking, is that Beyonce? Like, no, it's a that's bad. lemonade, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lime, lime cordial. Uh, yeah. yeah, they. Uh, I think they're an Australian band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, duo, a song called Robbery. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so every, everybody it. that's on that like a version is pretty much his. Um, like the crew that he performs with. Because mm-hmm. a draft set isn't just a rapper and a DJ, it's a rapper, 
Music. Um, he actually doesn't have a DJ. It's yeah, a really? rapper, drummer. I love that. Uh, saxophone player, sick. guitarist, keyboardist. And the guitarist and the keyboardist are both amazing singers. Sick. Yeah, um, sick. Tim- uh, Timothy Nelson and um, Morgan Bain, okay. Eli Green Eyes, but yeah, they're both weapons. So watching it, and because obviously I used to be his hype man. I was going to say, he's forgetting one important piece. (laughs) Well, I I took took a step back from it. I don't know if you know that, but I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, Just your own stuff. Yeah, just my own stuff, yeah. And it was obviously no like like, uh, hostility or antipathy between us with one of my best mates, but – it was just, a, I've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. felt like a good time to go, all right, cool, I'm going to take a step back. And it was good for him because he said it's a new challenge for him. Yeah. And he could, you know, kind of step into, and so the first show that I witnessed it was Bunbury. Yeah. And I was smashed. I was like, <laughs> super drunk and I hadn't smoked weed in ages and someone offered me weed and I hit, I hit the blunt. Yeah. And then I, it was perfect because I walked inside and he came on stage and I was just like the perfect amount of drunk and high yep. mixed together. And just- and I just watched it and I was just like as a, as a spectator. As a spectator. Yeah, for the sick. first time in 10 years. Yeah. I've always been up there. So was, was this, did this happen just before you came on our pod last time? No. Or were you planning after. on stepping back? I was still after. playing with him. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so after, it was just a matter of uh, obviously family and all my, because I'm the only one really on the touring t- party that had a nine to five job. So yeah. when it would come so down hip-hop, to- hey. <laughs> oh, So hip hop, hey. So hip hop. But when it came time to getting annual leave, I could like, I only have so much to play with a year and there was a lot of touring. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. So who, el- the- who else went with you? Uh, so this tour. Yeah. So me, Draft, Complete, Omax there, Uncle Sam, all his touring Sick. party, yeah. Greasy. Which is a, another young dude from yeah. Perth. He's only twenty one, so this is his first like out of Perth tour kind yeah. of thing. Sick. So, so he's cool. frothing. Yeah. And all he- Perth acts as well, which is sick. All Perth act. Well, yeah. because we've we've been luck- lucky and blessed enough, kind of, to be able to tour this whole time. So this yeah. is like the third WA tour that we have done. When yeah. they when they did the um, grand final per, uh, grand final pre music show, I was wondering why they didn't get names like that. Like draft, make is, it a real Perth. Would it just I think, think it'd be like upbeat, fun, high tempo instead of like some of the. Well, well, Tokyo like, sucked. Yeah, they, they were fucking. fucking yeah, <laughs> I, know, I missed all the pre stuff. I was doing a wedding. Yeah, oh, poor buddy. Yeah, you didn't Birds miss Tokyo didn't do pre. They did half time, right? Yeah, they did half time. Yeah, I don't care where it was. It was fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, absolute garbage. It was, and I was, and I don't know if I'm just biased, but I was watching, going, why the fuck isn't Paulie up there? Like, yeah, yeah. As in no, 100% because the vibe would have been fucking yeah. just fun. Every, yeah. Were they thinking, oh, maybe it doesn't appeal to like the broader community because if it's not hip, all the, all the comments on the don't on, get it. On the Facebook post, they said, who, who should, who should you know, <laughs> yeah. say this? You sound like an old man and all the comments on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Post. <laughs> I was like, come on, Peter. <laughs> Get there already. Yeah. But yeah, they were all saying draft, draft, and they were keen for draft. So mm, I'm not yeah. really sure what happened there. I guess, I don't know why, but I guess he gets still attached to the- Just another McGowan fucking error. Mm. That's all it is. Are you going to say, I guess, attached to the hip hop- like The, 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 the boganistic culture. Yeah, yeah. culture. So I don't, I don't know if that was it, but who knows. Mm. But no. he was having fun in the comments and just like <laughs> having a razz anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you have done it? Yeah, yeah, for sure, of yeah, course. It's yeah. biggest, good opportunity. biggest stage yeah. of the year, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, really? yeah. yeah. But um, how did Complete go? Yeah, good. It's interesting for us because, like, say Complete is a tour and I'm the main support, we have – like, I've always looked at myself between Draft and Complete yeah. as the 
and no sex jokes here, but the double adapt like, you know, like the, <laughs> the middle guy that's like my style is kind of a little bit like drafties and a little bit like completes as well. Yeah. Their style is obviously very different, mm. but I kind of, if we were to I'd be on a song together, I would be the kind of thing that, you know, levels it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like like I was saying, if I do a, a tour with just me and Complete and some of the Psychor guys, I can feel in the crowd that a lot of them people are fans of mine too or they know yeah. my shit or they're like, even if they're not fans of mine and haven't heard my stuff before, that's quite similar yeah, to- They show, vibe with it. To, they they vibe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I feel, and it's not like I don't feel comfortable at draft shows, but you're on there and you're like, oh, okay, cool. They're kind of receptive to that. And then you see Complete go up and- they're somewhat receptive to him and a lot of people know who we are, but you yeah. can feel the difference for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then Drafty comes out and then they're all just fucking losing their mind. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting to see, especially someone like Complete who's doing so well at the moment, him in that, like just to know that there's so many different demographics within the hip hop demographic yeah. itself. There's so many different kind of branches to that tree. So mm. you um, might have to create an alter ego when you tour with them called Final Copy because you'd be a complete draft. Just- <laughs> Right through the middle. That was one of your better ones. Have <laughs> you been yeah. sitting on that? Yeah. Was that no, I was just thinking good. when he said he was between the two. Sometimes I hear Delby setting shit up. I'm like, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was dope. Oh, that thanks, was, mate. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I did want to jump in real quick because you've, you've done the tour three times and you're saying you can feel the difference. Is everything packing out or is it still like what it used to be or is it because not much is going through, more people are coming to hit what gigs or was there no change? I think given that they're WA tours and you're performing in these regional communities and I think that itself is enough of a catalyst to get people there and the the lineup is sick obviously as well. And like you said, that in conjunction with the fact that there hasn't been many shows lately and people you know, somewhat bored and starving Mm. for entertainment. So um, I think that's definitely a contributing factor. But I think the, I think the main thing that has, most of the shows have been, most of the shows have been sold out. Yeah. Sick. And I think that's just simply just the kind of people on the the lineup. And yeah. yeah. And what's the venue? 500, 300, most of thousand, most between three and five or 600. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. So uh, Dampier, I would say was my favorite so far. Dampier. And what's dope about it is because they're all regional shows. They're all out, Doors like yeah. they're in, oh, yeah, sick. they're mad. Yeah. So, yeah. um, like broom, looks- their stage is outside in the gar- um, beer garden. Sick. Same with Dampier. Uh, where do you and, do it in Broome? Uh, what's it called? Rowie, oh, the Roebuck. Oh, that's a good spot. And so, this time, you've been we- there, no, I haven't been to Broome. Well, I've, oh, I've only ever watched wet t shirt competitions on there, but Fuck yeah. we missed that. Um, yeah. on the Thursday night, we but missed that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a big, ro- that's a big area. That's yeah, a big- right. And it was sold out. Well, yeah. it was pretty close to sold out. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's one of the hottest. It was like 41 degrees. Fuck. I've never, oh. I've never, shirt on or off. Nah, you say you shirt. guys were doing the wet t shirt comp, the sweat t shirt comp, the sweat and sand flies. Oh man, and because we knew we were going to stay, we. We're kind of finishing in Broome. We booked off another couple extra days just to kind of chill. Because a lot of the places we roll in, do the show, roll out the next day. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't get enjoy it too much. There. Yeah. And I've been frothing, I've been, you know, fiending for some heat for a while. Uh, let's stay up there for a few days. So we did that. Um, and then uh, coming back, so I got smashed by sand flies. Like to the, oh, I was really? covered in it to the point where my missus, because she's pregnant, was worried I was gonna. I had some shit, oh, and so I had to go to the oh. doctors first and stuff. But they were fucking bad, man. Fuck, jeez. But yeah, um, congratulations, by the way. Yeah, oh, thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Subtly drop that. Yeah. 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 When are you due? 
Uh, I want to shoot you. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, You're just pregnant with 85 sandfly lava. The bot flies. I'm going to give birth to a half human, half sandfly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, March 15th, so middle oh, March. Nice. 10 yeah, days okay. before my birthday. Yeah. So that's be, uh, shit, that'll be... Uh, What's that sign, is that? I'm Aries, Aries but yeah. I think I'm on the cusp of Pisces. Okay. So I might be a Pisces before. Okay. But... Did you learn that when you went to... Uh, <sighs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> hey, look. I'm trying to learn to speak to girls more. <laughs> when you went to bouncer school? <laughs> yeah. I lo- I'll, I'll, I'll love him no matter what his uh, star sign is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not his fault. He didn't choose <laughs> yeah. when I impregnated his mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, March 15th. Nice. Sick. And, uh, oh, shit. You were saying Dampier was your favourite. Why? Uh, it was – sometimes when you're on stage, you're like, I can feel – that I'm killing this. Yeah, flow state. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can feel that I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm in that flow state, and this is the one. So I was feeling it at Dampy. I think because my partner had a couple friends in the crowd. Nice. I had some old school friends in the crowd from high school, cool. and like, Sick. you know, then people that are like, not sure where you're going to end up with this, and so something in, maybe in my subconscious is like, show these motherfuckers <laughs> how you do and what yeah. you do, and this is what you do best. So I don't know if that added some extra incentive or not, but I could just feel it on stage, and the venue was dope. It was sold out. The crowd was super receptive. So there's like there's many, you know, um, things up factors that kind of work yeah. together. Yeah, so, so, so there you go, that was it. funny you say that. I was just going to bring it up randomly, but you just mentioned that old mates from school were there. Was that the one that Coxie was at? Because he said he went and saw you and you fucking killed it. He's like, bro, I've never seen him live before and yeah. it was fucking incredible, man. He's so fucking good. That was my. I was River. like, yeah, he's fucking awesome on stage, bro. <laughs> yeah. His that stage was presence River. is sick. Yeah, yeah so uh, I couldn't believe it, but Joe and Coxie both said that they'd never seen me play before. How crazy. Yeah. And I was like, and Scotty was there with him. So, yeah, yeah. And Scotty's like my oldest friend from when I was like four or five years old. Yeah. He's got a bit of belief tattered down the side of him. James really? Abley, who I have a song with, who is like a, a local in Margaret River, um, had a show and it was sold out and Scotty really wanted to go. And he's like, just just get, he's at the door, like, just get James. I know James. I know James. Lied. Just lied. <laughs> like, just get James. I know James. Trust me. Just get him here. He'll want to see me. And James comes in like, who the fuck are you? And Scotty just went, boom. Just like, <laughs> bit of showing his bit of belief certification. Like, I'm good, dude. And it works. James was like, all right, cool dog. Come on in. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, Scotty's like probably my biggest fan from when we were young. I remember when I was kind of just doing it in my room and having fun with it. And yeah, uh, Scotty, I think pretty sure like behind my back and without uh, permission, burnt a CD with all my songs on it. <laughs> we're at a party back when house parties were a thing, yeah, yeah. and everyone's partying. And then one of, my, one of my songs comes on, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he's got all these people crowding around, and he's like. <laughs> He's pirating like, your music yeah, to your face. I know, like, part of me was dirty. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then I see everyone vibing out to it. And I remember that was the first moment I was like, oh, shit, people kind of like this shit. Yeah, Maybe shit. I'm all right. Like, I just did it for fun at first, you yeah. know? That, yeah. That's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's gone. You yeah. wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to go to jail with Scotty. Why? Because he's got your fucking name tattooed down his side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather get your yeah. wife. He would have you walking out. He would have you walking around the jail with my pockets out. <laughs> this is my property. Pulling out my pockets. Fuck yeah. yeah. So Margaret River was good. Margaret that River was probably my second home. favourite. Yeah. 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 The venue used to be good, but they're not. Something's gone wrong there. Yeah. I think we're going to start playing at a different venue when we play in Margaret River. As in so. it's gone wrong, like management or the. I think management's changed, and I think they're kind of prioritising the meals. 
side of things right. a bit more. So yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, we'll always something else will pop up. Absolutely. Yeah. The I think it's called. What's it called now? The thing with the with the the river. Music, it's the, called the river. The, and there's music out the back. Yes. It goes yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I went yeah. to a concert there last time. I was down with Chelsea Morgan actually. So I think we'll play there next time. Yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah. Uh, probably just the touch less people. Actually, you could probably fit more out probably the back about the there. Same. Right? Yeah. What yeah. sort of side event? Because this is like uh, that's what we're thinking of doing with the. Up and joke tour. If oh, you yeah. want a tour, Traveling two or three mm. day little just because uh, so many so much surfing, so many people who love surfing love mm. fucking uh, Chris, mm. and then they all come out to watch that. Yeah, right. So I guess what Margaret River yelling Margaret out. River for sure. Mm. Look um, like Gracetown near, near yeah. Margaret River. Well, that's if we can around. find a fucking a date and a time. It's oh, been yeah. impossible yeah, oh, between the four of us. We wanted yeah. to do one like and December. Mm. We wanted to do one January. And then there's Fringe, so you sort of got to wait to the end of Fringe. Yeah, I'd yeah. get in. I'd get amongst it before the borders open up because yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff's going to change. And so. yeah, we'll yeah. have lockdowns and stuff. The de- this is what Delby's concerned about with Fringe. Yeah, if, so, if uh, he opens uh, up borders and then well, when, when's Fringe? Fourteenth of Jan to, f- to 14th of Feb, basically. Okay. So when's he opening up borders? I fucking hope then. after fourteenth of Feb, yeah. <laughs> just hold off until fringe is done. Because then there'll be something Let coming, the and then he fucking panics. Well, who knows? Because they, they don't right? have any exact dates for anything. Like, yeah, there's no, you know. Oh, even if there's not, they still reduce capacity initially, don't they? Yeah, but someone was saying they don't want to do that. Okay, but fuck, I don't know, bro. Fuck knows. The only good thing is, though, I did get an email from Fringe, and they've got a um like a grant scheme for people that got fucked over during Fringe last year and I'm eligible. Really? Yeah, a few of us are eligible for some pay. Pay? Which is good. That's awesome. So if they fuck us again, as long as they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. But that said, I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. So. I haven't I haven't received my I, – I lost work last one and I haven't, I haven't even received a response yet. I, I've received a response two or three months uh, – probably I feel like a month ago saying we've – we're dealing with a high amount of requests, so you're just going to have to wait. A response for? Asking for um, money from the government for um, my loss of income yeah. in the lockdown. Yeah. There's a few of the dudes that, because I don't, like I was saying before, I'm one of the only guys, like within my music circle of friends, you know, kind of like immersed in the music industry that have a nine to five as well. And there's not many ways that that works in my advantage, to be honest with you. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. The, well, Look, even if I didn't want to get the vaccine, which I don't, for my nine to five, mm-hmm. and elected not to, my other occupation is to yeah. play music. And if I want to, and touring and shows is where all our money is these days. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming is cool, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing big numbers. But like someone like myself that does all right numbers on the streaming, like I, the, the place where I make most of my money music related is shows mm. and touring. Yeah. So once the borders open up, I know there's a whole East Coast demographic that are dying for Perth rappers to get over there. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, shows are obviously like a big breadwinner for me. So in order to do shows, yeah. I'm going to need to be vaccinated. Never mind the travel itself. Yeah. So like, you know, just like everybody, I'm pinned into a corner no matter which way I look at it. Do you have to, for your nine to five, have you been yeah. mandated? Yeah. So I sent a, look, and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer of research and the definition of research. A lot of people say I've done my research, but they've just researched one side of yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. The, so I, tr- I try or to put use myself- Facebook as their- Yeah. Yeah. As which their is, and which is like these days, a lot of the on, online uh, sources that people find is kind of ridiculed. And it's like, oh, you, what, you found that online? You, you Like it's yeah. one, it, it is, if you know where to look, you can find trusty yeah, sources of sources, information. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Wikipedia and that. 
Definitely not. <laughs> do not. Do not look up COVID on Wikipedia. <laughs> Have you right. got a Wikipedia, by the way? I Just random. No? Uh, no. Fuck, we should Let's start a bit one. of a leaf yeah. one. <laughs> I think yeah. it's got to do with the- Be anti-vaxxer. <laughs> I think it's got to do with the blue tick on Instagram. I think uh, if yeah. you have a Wikipedia, you can get the blue tick or vice versa. I don't know. Really? But I, try, I also try not to get too kind of wrapped up in stuff like that. And yeah. try, I don't want my focus to be- uh, diverted to places that don't really matter and yeah. they're like cool if I get it that'd be great yeah. but I'm not going to hang my hat on it and I'm definitely not going to let it affect the way I kind of navigate through my own self-promotion and my own self-management and I'm not going to do things to like a lot of artists you'll see out there asking for it or mm. like you know and, yeah. which is fine as well if that's something that you value and that's important to you that's fine you should do that yeah. like the things that I value and that are important to me I will fight for and go for but I just that, that, that's not that important to me yeah, yeah. And I heard you got a gun as well, so. <laughs> so I was planning on just knocking on their doors and yeah. just saying, give me the fucking blue tick. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fake news from last time, wasn't it? Yeah. That bit of had a gun. Yeah. yeah, um, gun. yeah so, oh, word? oh, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, did I? <laughs> but, um, Who found out? Yeah, what sources were you? Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, so obviously, and to be honest with you, I was a little bit apathetic in my approach to the whole thing because everything's been so, I guess, um, like unstable and kind of contradictory and there's oh, been no sense. So much contradiction, oh, bro. And there's been no sense of, um, so, yeah. So like, people being concerned is a natural response to absolutely. that. Absolutely. Surely. Yeah, yeah. And I think people become even more concerned when something is being forced upon them. So mm. having, having a concern naturally about something that can't be, like nobody is willing to put their, if, if people were saying we are making you have this and we will, Hold all liability. Yeah. Anything that happens, we will take full responsibility for. But they're saying we, you're, you have to have this, and some shit may go wrong, <laughs> and we will not be held accountable. We'll just wipe our hands clean. Yeah. Pfizer have taken no liability. The government are taking no responsibility. Yeah. And doctors who doctors who the doctors are, who do it no responsibility. Yeah. No yeah. So not that, look, not it that was, the doctors who are in, told to administer it should be held yeah. accountable. But I know drug dealers with more integrity than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your coke is bad, bring it back. Yeah. We'll fix it up. Yeah. You know? Or they give it to you and go, it's not the best. best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer it. Right? <laughs> I would much prefer it if when my government is saying, you have to have this. Look, it's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> We're still working on it, but you have to People have it. People would still have it, man. Yeah. Like, I, would, I would at least appreciate their honesty and not trying to, you know, uh, pull some veil of coercion and manipulation over yeah. my Coercion eyes, so. is the, the word there. Yeah. It is. That's why people say, oh, they've got a choice. Well, you don't really no. have a choice. No. And, and I saw something the other day. It was like this guy shared something in it and it really resonated with me because I actually had the thought separately to him. So it was kind of cool to see that we're thinking on the same wavelength. But he was saying that if, if – and I work in an industry where we teach – it's, I'm a youth worker, so we work with a lot of vulnerable and at-risk young people. So it's our job to empower them with their rights uh, pertaining to their bodies or their just their everyday lives, right? So as I was saying, it like pertaining to their bodies, if we're equipping young people with the information and the power through knowledge to know how to make decisions and govern all the things that affect their own body, then should we not be incorporating that exact same message? Like, mm. and so why, uh, and nothing again, to be honest with you, my, the company I work for have been nothing but supportive through it. And I can tell that they're kind of like, because I sent this email. Mm -hmm. So when I 
first found out what, that it was being mandated, uh, like I said before, to be honest with you, before that I was somewhat apathetic about it and because it's been so inconsistent, I was like, this isn't going to be a thing. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It'll blow over. And yeah. like everybody else, I thought, I've gotten so used to living with freedom in Australia that I thought, this that, that's surely not. Man, that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Mm. Then it was a thing. Mm. I was like, oh shit, I need to, I need to inform myself. You need here, to think about know. this. And, yeah. So I started looking around, and I got borderline obsessed to the point that it started to like not fracture my relationship with my partner, but it was affecting. I could tell that she was carrying the burden of all this like negative information I was reading, and I was being affected by like looking at injustices and realizing a lot of things that I've, I'm, I've been awake to the government's ways for a long time, but mm. to be honest with you, this was just a whole new level. And I was like, okay, well now in the past it's kind of affected other people in other places and I've felt removed from it. So I didn't have too much of an emotional connection to that. And now that it's affecting me and I guess like my livelihood and my family's livelihood is in jeopardy. I'm like, oh, well, I better know how I'm going to navigate through this. So I did all my research. And like I said before, I looked, I, I go into it with, all right, now I'm going to process and uh, digest information based on the fact that I am pro-vax and I'm all for it. Because yep. I have to put myself kind of like settling into a character in a movie. Yep. I have to put myself there to realize, and that to me, that's the definition of research. Look up both sides, decide that you, while looking them up, you feel a certain way about it. Whatever your heart gravitates towards is usually how you're going to feel. And I couldn't feel that. I couldn't help but feel that every time I looked at stuff that was pro, um, you know, that was pushing the vax, if anything, I couldn't feel that. I couldn't help but feel that when I looked at these people, I'm like, you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. Like your body language or your choice of terminology or whatever. I could feel the underlying, um, I guess, like, uh, intention of coercion and manipulation and I'm like I could I understand how this would work on some people but to a lot of people it would not work and yeah. I am one of them people and then when I looked at the other stuff I couldn't help but feel like some sense of validity I'm like okay this is kind of how I naturally feel and this is what I'm gravitating towards mm-hmm. so uh, I started looking at the legal my you know my legal rights and stuff like that so I composed this well I you know not to toot my own horn but a pretty amazing email and sent it through to my work mm-hmm. Um, and so they started working with me to find ways around it. Um, what does it say? I, I quit. Well, it's just that. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, it was an amazing email. It was just a gif. A plus. <laughs> um, yeah. It was straight to the point. It was, yeah. but no, nah, it was, it was long, but it was, you know, it was. Well constructed. Full, and well constructed. And I feel like there was a lot of, and I worded it in a right way. I wanted to, them to know I wasn't coming from a place of just like very yeah, contention. I wasn't pushing back for the sake of it. Mm. Like these, these, I have a right to send you this and, and request these, these things. And yeah. um, to be honest with you, like I find it, I found it kind of funny that one of the requests in that email was, I would like you to send me what the ramifications will be post 31st of December if I do, if I am not vaccinated. Yeah. And um, I want you to address me by my name and I want you to put your name to the email. I got an email back straight away saying, we'd like to come and see you and chat more about this. It wasn't until they left after seeing me. I was like, yo, they didn't... They didn't put it. They in. did that face to face. Yeah, yeah. They don't want it in writing. Well, because I, the legal side of it that I saw yeah. was that they're actually, I think it's under the Biosecurity Act or I can't remember which act it's under, is that they're actually not allowed to address you individually and request these things that they're requesting. They have to address you as like a collective. So my oh, so my they're part of the LGBTQI. They- <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't they say them. that. They them. It's they them they again. Were ahead of the, they were ahead, ahead of the, of the game. game. They I'm them. not included yeah. in that. <laughs> no, but you are they them. I am they. Yeah, because we can't I call am you according to that yeah, email. We right? can't call you. 
your name. So, wow. uh, yeah, and and uh, unless you're on a vessel, like, so say that boat that was hanging out waiting to come into Frio and couldn't, if you're on a vessel, they can address you individually and request your medical status and um, mm-hmm. and kind of, I guess, force you to undertake medical procedures and stuff like that, hence the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But individually in a workplace, so my partner, where she works, I won't say it, I should put them on blast, but I won't, but she got an email saying, uh, dear colleague, Wow. Might as well change it to comrade. Straight away. (laughs) Straight away, another email saying revised email. Um, Please ignore. uh, Previous email was invalid. Um, Dear all staff. And that was the only thing that changed. What? Yeah. So 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 I'm a little bit confused here. So the direction that you is being given from companies, they can't say, Aaron, you need to do this. They have to say all staff members – Required. You're required to think. I believe so, yeah. But see, this is this is the other thing. It sounds, right? very, so it sounds very Karen, though. And this is like, <laughs> you know, like... Is that, is that very... Is that, much, is that more... Um, yeah. If, oh, I think... What, this is what I think. I think that there's acts and uh, legislation and things in place to protect us from things like what is happening, right? Yeah. But I think the... So I, I w- would find that stuff, but then I would call like legal you know, legal lines and stuff like that. And none of them really wanted it. It was almost like, we are not yeah. getting advice on that. Go here. And they were all redirecting. Mm. And they were all .gov.au sites. Mm. So I'd look at one thing that says, you're protected by A, B, and C. And then I'd go to these government sites that would say, you are protected by A, B, and C, but uh, on the given circumstance that this should happen mm. uh, and your workplace finds it reasonable, then mm. these won't apply. I'm like, wait a minute, whose definition of reasonable? That's a very open to interpretation word or term in itself. So it's like, it's so- So the the government's doing what Wolfie said and giving you the illusion of freedom and choice in the first place, but the reality is- They can take it whenever they they just They don't, you have no freedom or choice. Basically. Because they've said, yeah, you can do it. This is all fine. Unless there's an emergency order in or unless- It doesn't even say that. It just says, unless your workplace finds, deems it reasonable. It's like- what, yeah, who, do you what, know? reasonable is subjective. Well, the funny thing is I don't think they even do. Yeah. yeah. So they, they sat with me and I'll, I'll give credit to them and I do work for an amazing organisation and I can tell, I, look, and at the end of the day I get, I'm trying to look at this compassionately and understand everybody's viewpoint because I don't think that times like these are a time for us to argue with our neighbours and people in similar situations that mm. are just making different choices to us. So I, I don't go at people that are pro-vax or like whatever, it doesn't matter. Even, if, even the ones that are like, gun ho like I've had a couple of messages because I'm quite vocal about it on my social media I've mm-hmm. had a couple of messages one dude just goes um, get the jab you dog cunt yeah. <laughs> and I wrote back right, I will now because yeah. like, you yeah. said to and you addressed me so politely as yeah. well like what a healthy conversation this has been but other people I've gotten to really healthy discussions with and learn yes. new stuff and I'm all for that I'm not a kind of person that gets set on my opinion and that's how it is mm-hmm. and then I cannot be swayed on that I'm open to new information that will inform new opinions and stances out of me so yeah. well, I'm trying to look at it compassionately like even those people that are gun home pushing against us and going off at me and stuff. I think what happens is subconsciously these people feel like they should and they should have trust in their the government, government and the people yeah. representing them. Yeah. Like, and if you were to tell them that that is not the case, they feel extremely vulnerable. Like the yeah. people that are leading us and we're taking all these directions from are either corrupt or their intentions are skewed. So yeah. people don't want to feel like that. And I totally understand it. I'm like, oh, I see that you're, just not willing to accept that. And I understand because it's a scary 
heavy feeling, you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, the people that are meant to represent me and are making all of our decisions and are giving us yeah. instructions and yeah. health-related instructions and these people are not trustworthy people. And mm. that's a scary thought to some people. I've just accepted it. I don't remember what it was like when I first realised it. and mm. But uh, well, now I, it's like, like the norm. to think, like, I don't think that there's this overarching every single member of parliament Conspiracy. wants to cons conspire. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I think they're trying to do their what they think is best yes, and making decisions on behalf of the population, which I don't think represents more than the, or the majority of the population. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do what they want is right. I remember when Corona came in, I'm like, fuck, someone invent the jab. Someone invent a vaccine so we can do it. Bro. And they invent the vaccine. Oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that, man. So man, it's like- I, I was the exact same. Yeah, you want it. Because, and do you know what the funny thing is, is that the other day, and I hate saying this, I feel I feel dirty saying it. Someone connected to the- That's you, bro. All right. It's two potties in a row, mate. Hang on, that's the government. I didn't even <laughs> the, Yeah, they're on the government. <laughs> Hello, Cameron Branch. Sorry, colleague. Uh, where, where is your phone? What does it just say? China Communist Party? <laughs> Hello, comrade. You have said too much. It was the... Uh, the Corona hotline? Partner. Oh. Just calling. Probably something about the, about the child. Yeah. Um, it's her birthday this Sunday as well. Mm. Can't wait. The ex or the child? <laughs> no, it's got his... <laughs> It's going to be good, um, but that uh, what what he's talking about there as well—that radicalization we were talking about with Corey, yeah, about like the the radicalization of uh, anti-vax, pro-vax. That side of things is what creates more pushback. So someone messaging bitter saying, you know, get, yeah, go just, jab your dog, can't. That doesn't fucking help anything. That you was his have, mum that wrote it. Great, and he's it's great to hear that he's getting good open dialogues with people and healthy discussions because yeah. I have those healthy discussions with, and we're trying to get him on Ben. Uh, he's the frontline worker from London. He's he's had COVID. He's been on the COVID clinic. Uh, yeah, frontline in London when it first hit over there, which is fucking hectic. Um, and he's pretty heavily opposed to most things that me and you say. Mm. But we have really good, strong, um, healthy conversations. Yeah. So he's very willing to let me sort of voice my opinion and also very willing to sort of like correct me when I'm wrong. Who's that? Uh, just a... a I was just saying he's he was a, he's a frontline worker from London who um who was involved in the I guess the, the beginning of COVID over in London. Yeah. Um. He, he lives over. Here. He's come back home now. Um. He's had COVID. He's pretty um for he's very very pro-vax and he's very good at having a good healthy conversation. Not just calling me a dog, yes. cunt, which yes. is well, the radicalization we were talking I love about that. before. And I think that 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 and being able to have a open healthy conversation is only valued by the people that are happy to have their opinions i guess like yeah you know contested and someone to say and but if you're open to that it, it doesn't become an argument it becomes like a healthy discussion like mm. you said and it's like i'm gonna and no one's cutting each other off no one's getting emotionally involved it's just logic it's just shit this mm. is the information that i have digested and i've learned what have you learned? And the, and let your yes, let whatever yeah. you have to offer maybe inform a new angle on my, on my behalf. Do you know I do I mean? feel really good at the end of those conversations as yeah. well. Two people who really are opposing a point of views yes. can sort of come together and have a, a discussion about why each other feels the way they do. Man, one and that's is why I think there's a big issue. And today, McGowan copped exactly what fucking Corey was saying: escalating and violence starting to be. He had a, a bomb threat against his. Is um 
Fuck, one or a high spud, one of them a week. Yeah. Grow up, but he had a bomb thrown against him. Yeah. And this is the thing where people feel, and what, what were the words that um, Corey said? The choice, yeah. the choice the of the choice. Yeah, the choice of the choiceless will always be violence. And it's just going to escalate to a point where a bomb threat isn't going to be enough for the people. Mm. So for, for someone like me and Delby or you who might. We might oppose mandates, but mm. we are sort of level-headed enough to- We're not calling in bomb threats. No, exactly. No. We're, we're ready to sort of voice our opinion. We're ready to sort of maybe like you know, have open discussions about yes. it, but we're not doing that well, stuff. But some people aren't well equipped to do that no. and will actually go too far. Yes. And fucking you, it, Dan Andrews, uh, Mark McGowan, these sorts of guys, uh, as much as I don't like Mark McGowan, fucking- that you don't want to see him hurt. You don't no. want to see him in danger. That's no, not no his. Need. No one wants to be in his position and make no. all these decisions. He probably, at the end of the day, thinks he's making all the right decisions. Yeah, well, I don't agree I'm with sure. a lot of his stuff. But yeah, I don't know, I, I'm think- not even op- opposing mandates, man. I just this specific issue. It just for the second time, somebody I was speaking today, something feels off. Yeah, so yeah. We, we spoke- said that today, but somebody I was talking to um, after work just said something doesn't feel right. It yeah. just doesn't oh – yeah, it was a colleague of mine, actually, dear colleague at work. He <laughs> was like, something doesn't feel right. It no. just feels mm. off. And, and that's it- what takes me back to what you were saying about this is where I guess I kind of disagree with what you're saying. I would like to believe that, but I think part of me, like I said before, when I'm watching him talk on whatever you feel he's like talking on, something feels He's like talking shit. He's covering something up. Yes. Which is the whole – I think it's the whole hospital – um, situation that and that's I, bullshit. I that's bullshit. Because think about this: when that that's that is such a like a diluted and pixelated way to manipulate people is because it says if you care about our health workers and our mm. hospitals and stuff like that, it's because people are going, well, why should I get it when I can still get infected? I can still carry it. I can still give it. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to be asymptomatic anyway because I'm young and healthy, whatever. Yeah. So the only way to coerce people after that, they have no, they have no. There is no catalyst to go and get that when you don't feel like there is the a reason to. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, people will push back against that. And then I feel like the only way to, I guess, like continue that coercion is to say the hospitals are going to be affected. It's mm. like, yo, how many health workers are quitting and losing their jobs? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about the beds. Worry about the motherfuckers <laughs> that are going to look after these people. Yeah. These people could be chilling in all the beds that they want with no one coming to them. Yeah. Like, yes. look at how many people. I think there was like so nearly many, three, man. nearly three hundred people, uh, health workers in Adelaide, in one day quit their jobs and walked out. Yeah. So don't talk to me honest, about think- fucking beds. What about the workers? You know, and that's when I that something in- viscerally and intuitively says to me, I don't believe that you're fucking lying to me, dude. Yeah. Not lying to me, lying to us. Yes. And I think that's what that's the that's the whole issue here is that. You know, and people feel like, and I've been feeling super despondent about it lately because it's just all been weighing on me. And someone said, you need to go to the protest. It makes you feel a lot better because there's that feeling of like camaraderie and and people are galvanizing and getting together and, so yeah. I would. But it's weird because the fucking <clears throat> protest is this Saturday. You don't want to be playing in fucking Albany. You don't yeah. want to be labelled as an extremist though, as well. No. Yeah, well, you, I, you I, see that you, even at those protests, you've got people where they're level-headed, and then you have the far, yeah. far fucking skewed people mm. that are fucking bringing gallows out or whatever they're doing. But mm. and it dilutes any reason. But the Melbourne. But I think that goes back to what Cam was saying mm. that some people have the ability to be able to express and articulate themselves in yeah. a a logical manner that is like easily digestible and people can go, Oh, like some of the, I'm surprised some of the mainstream 
media outlets have been showing people that are talking quite well at these events, and I know what their agenda usually is. So yeah. they've been usually they show, and I, man, this is this is how much I don't trust these motherfuckers, is because it would not surprise me at all if tomorrow someone came out and goes that bomb threat shit was bullshit. Mm. Yeah, because they're trying all. all that's why the, the conspiracy, like me and my dad had a massive, I called my dad for like comfort and it went sideways mad quick. Yeah. <laughs> now me and my dad are arguing and I feel way worse. I'm like, yo. And yeah. he's like, you're sounding like one of these conspiracy theorists, son. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the words that they use in mainstream media. And he goes, yeah. where are you getting this information? I told him and he goes, I said, where are you getting your information? Yeah. He goes, channel media. seven, channel nine. And I said, dad, and he goes, why would they lie to us, son? What? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, but, but he's like, uh, there's a lot of people. Like, put it this way, right? Yeah, that's- Everyone I've had discussions with, there's been two people and then two people that addressed me very unapologetically and unpolitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were the two. Everybody else has either kind of shared whether they're vaxxed or not, shared the viewpoint of something's not right and I don't agree with this or like, so, but what's weird is, and then when you look online, the like, because I pay attention to this, the comments or the thumbs up and thumbs down shit mm. on mainstream media shit when they're pushing these agendas, it's oh. all thumbs. And I'm like, oh, where yeah. are these? Where are these eighty percent? Like they're eighty percent vaccinated. And I'm like, yeah. where are they? Because I don't bump. I don't. They don't talk to me. They don't engage with me on social media. I don't That's lose any keeping followers. Their distance one and a half away from you, bro. Because you're unvaccinated. They're that committed. <laughs> yeah. they're that committed. Exactly the same. When you see the live videos and you can see the. Th- the thumbs down where and it's all hate faces and thumbs downs and you're, you're where are they? Now, the and thing how, that, are they, how are they not included yeah. 80 to 20% or whatever? You know what I mean? Like where, where's, yeah. where are there they? There is something so sinister. It feels sinister. And this is what me and Del, we were talking about. I, a part of me has really, I, I genuinely thought about getting the vax and, yeah, and, same. Re- and, and I still, I still entertain the idea. I'll still think about it, especially when Novavax, I think Novavax, is that mm. the name? So we when, haven't even well researched it. We've just heard this new one. Like, yes. No, oh, I, it's, that's going to be well, better. Mate, I'm going to research <laughs> that one. I think the fact that you even know of Novavax yeah. to me tells me that you've done enough, enough research. Yeah. So yeah. Novavax is at least, it's, oh, at least it's not mRNA. And this yeah. is the conversation I had with that same guy. He was just asking me how I'm going with that side of things. Am I getting the jab? And I said, look, I'm entertaining the idea. I'm only to do my part and that's not for my health. So yeah. is that one, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm, I'm not sure. I guess it's a good thing because that's what most people would. Depends how you look at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're feeling guilted into something um, you don't want to But then he do. said, what were my concerns about the mRNA? You dirty little slut. And I just said, well, you know, that's, <laughs> I could have, and I didn't, I could have just said fucking <laughs> – None of your business. Yeah. But I thought, well, no, we're opening up, having a, a good dialogue. Um, and it was, I just said, I've just got concerns about some of the things that have happened to friends. We've talked about my friend on the podcast. The, well, I just know, found out my stepsister's mum, so my, one of my mum's good mates, mm-hmm. is fucked now, bro, from Fuck, Moderna. From it? From blood clots, her lungs, and it, she's fucked. Can't work. And the fact and that that's my fucking a, stepsister's mum, man. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are getting issues. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to scare people because it's not like it's, this is is still outliers. These are still you don't want to be the one. It's in just the a million, lot more than outliers. It's a lot more than people. But well, I went to think. my doctor on Monday, and he said this. He goes, "Yep, there's um, there's the high risk for your yeah, myocarditis and and your yeah, swelling and uh, of the heart in young men. Yes, and he, but the words he used was, but there's it's still an acceptable number. But and which so I the think, argu- what? Yeah. Well, what does ar- that even mean, dude? So, so the argument that my friend, who's he's very he's well 
versed on this, and this is why I want to get him on because he can call us out on these sorts of things. He's, he, don't say he's, friend. Say who he is. Ben, yeah. ben O'Regan. He's the um, first responder. First responder. Pa- paramedic, paramedic. Trained. Yeah, so he's not just a, a oh, that's mate. No, he's just not just a mate. He knows that's what he's talking yeah. about. And he said, so um, what you're saying is correct. Yeah. He said it's an acceptable response, but if you got COVID – the chances of you getting myocarditis are actually higher percentage. Yeah. But you're also why do, taking Why did we never hear about myocarditis until this vaccine came out then? Yeah. COVID's yeah. been kicking about no, for from, like six, from, 18 months. He, he was saying from, due to COVID, you might get myocarditis. So yeah, but. that's interesting to me because one of the most interesting aspects of this whole scenario is that the healthcare workers, how it's so devo- – like there's mm-hmm. healthcare workers that are – swear by it and that are and then there's ones that are quitting and walking out of their jobs yeah. and and putting their livelihoods well. in jeopardy mm. yeah but there's no like unless covid sets you on fire there's no relevance there yeah yeah, yeah 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 but yeah. the fact that health workers that are in the hospitals and uh we're being told that the hospitals are being overwhelmed and that there's a lack of resources blah 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 blah, blah. and then you get but then there's all these nurses and healthcare workers, some of them, you see their shirts at these protests and stuff like that. Some of them have been working for 35 years in yeah. the industry yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, what do well, you- Well, can what? I offer a, a counter opinion to that, which yep. I think is probably being, dis, no, what's disregarded a touch. My mum's a healthcare worker mm-hmm. and all I've that's heard her is, well, she's, she wants to keep making money. So she's got the vax. She's at high risk as well. Yeah. Um, she got really fucking crook from it, but she's all right now. Mm-hmm. But her st- I, the thing is, a lot of nurses, I think, and again, this is bro science, but from from mum telling me, overworked, underpaid, um, not enough uh, qualified nurses on shift, a lot of overseas workers, English is a second language, which is fine, at least it. they're looking after them. Yep. But the staff that we do have are so overworked underpaid, underappreciated and fucking drained that they're using this as an out now okay. to leave while they it's being put to them, hey, get this. Or, and then they're thinking, well, fuck, man, like do I want to keep being a nurse? I'm going to reevaluate what I actually want to do. And I think yeah. you're finding a big portion of those people are leaving it's a, it's the because ch- it's, the, it's the force that they, they need to change career or move mm. and yeah. change jobs. But the fact that still that they still feel in the, in the medical yeah, area area of expertise, and they're choosing to. I'd not like get to it. know if there are any doctors that are leaving the, there, the there, profession. There is, but we hear healthcare professions, which I find to be nurses. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, staff at hospitals. I'd love to hear of any doctors or surgeons what that I, are super well paid are choosing to mm. to leave. So here's Jones the here's the here's the cash, right? So, and like I was going to say this before, I, do, I think I got distracted, but. I hate saying this, but I've I made the decision yesterday that I'm going to get it. Yeah, okay. Much to my dismay because, look, at the end of the day, and this is the thing that I put – when I started getting vocal about it on my social media, people started uh, getting back to me and a majority, I'd say 80% of the people, were like, I didn't want to either, but I had to. Everyone. And this is how you get a mass amount of people to <sighs> – uh, I guess agree to some, comply with something is to Whoa. threaten their livelihood. Like, so before, look, when I was single and I was renting, if I was in the same position, it wouldn't even be a question. I'd quit tomorrow and I'd figure it out. What up? Know? What up? <laughs> Hard. That's, that's me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but I, I have a son on the way. Yeah. I have a stepdaughter. Yeah. And I have a partner. Well, you better and learn we, how to home birth because there's no healthcare professionals. Yeah, right. <laughs> to, to I'm going to deliver that shit myself. <laughs> I have a six-year-old stepdaughter. I have a boy on the way and I have a missus. My 
decisions no longer only affect me. Yeah. And I would, if someone asked me, would you die or would you kill for your family? My answer would be yes. Yeah. So, the, the and so, you know, me and my partner, we never argue. And we started not arguing about it, but I could feel that we're, it's coming to a head. It she's scaring her. She, yeah, she's fearful and, and like, you know, does it's that justified. Create, does that create more, almost more resent for the, the mandate. It's, so she was she, she was worried about that. She was like, "Look, I, um, I'm worried and I'm scared. We have a mortgage. We've got our boy on the way. Yeah. Um. Well, we're, we're all right. Like people are in worse positions than us, but like I could see and feel the fear. It was palpable. It was like in the room, and I'm getting. She's like, and I'm like, this shouldn't be. And I'm just like, yeah. Rattle it, going. This should. This isn't right because with me, injustice has never sat right with me. The only thing that burns me out at work is not the kids that I deal with, but the injustice and the. I get like systemic fatigue, systematic yeah. fatigue, whatever the word is. Where it's not the kids that we're dealing with and the shitty decisions they make. Sometimes I yeah. can understand that it's the systems that they're dealing with and the roadblocks that they and the barriers that they constantly face yeah. in trying to turn their life around and move forward. It's like and trying being the middleman, trying to explain that between these systems. That that are in place and these kids that are in place is draining, bro. Mm. It, it will burn you out quick. Yeah. Mm. And so, and especially- and when if, nothing's being done or there's no change or no light at the end of the tunnel. Hard. And and when I go back to them with answers like, no, because da-da-da. And then they, because like they don't, they don't think of things with policies and procedures and if this happens, that has to happen. Yeah. They just think logically. So I'm like, you can't because da-da-da-da. They're like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But these systems are in place because, and sometimes when I go back to these systems, Department of Housing, Department of Child Care, uh, sorry, Department of Child Protection, um, whatever it may be, the legal, uh, judicial system, uh, health systems, whatever, when I go back, to, when I come back to them sometimes, I'm like, you know, explain the kids' side of things and advocate for them. What they say to me sometimes, I'm like, I understand that. Mm. But when I don't and I feel like it's a real injustice, it sits with me heavy. I'll lose sleep that night. I what, take my work a, home. Just so we sidetrack a bit because I'm interested. Yeah. What is a common thing that you see that is systemically failing younger people? Uh, Something that really grinds at you that you like. I think the mental health system is extremely broken. Yeah. And anybody suffering with a lot of, a large portion of people suffering with mental health is trauma related and not AOD related, which is alcohol and other drugs. I think a common misconception is that people's mental health or poor mental health is uh, is a uh, a result or a consequence of their drug use. Yeah. But I think their drug use is a consequence of their situation yeah, and their trauma. A hundred percent. I think, you know, there's not, a, not, not all the time, but for, not all the time. But, absolutely. Yeah. You but can uh, never speak in specific, you can yeah. never speak in absolutes when talking yeah. about human beings. There's so many variables and contributing factors that yeah. make up who we are on a yeah. daily basis. But I think the mental health system is extremely broken. And I think the homelessness system and that we have a housing crisis at the moment. So that like, a lot of people that are homeless aren't being housed anymore. There was a while just before COVID where we started seeing a lot more people get housed and it was the job satisfaction there was amazing because the homelessness is the, uh, I guess, the underpinning like mm. core of what I do, you know. So uh, so it's very hard to find people houses that aren't homed yeah. and then also getting them into houses. So if you've been homeless for 10 years squatting with people and then you get someone puts you in the house and goes, you're all good. 
You don't know how to pay bills. You don't know what how to take your bin out. You don't yeah. know how to fucking clean. You don't. I go to these kids' houses like two months later sometimes, and it's just like a squat. There's cockroaches yeah. everywhere. There's and it's not because they're choosing to live like that. They don't have the independent living skills in order to uphold and upkeep their new tenancy. So yeah. it's like it's this weird system that it sets young people up for failure. Well, people up for failure. Sorry, whether they're yeah. young or not. Yeah. If you've been entrenched in homelessness for ten plus years, and then they go, "Here's your Department of Housing house. Make that work." Mm. It's like. How? It would be like how. it would be like somebody taking electricity away from us yeah. and going, go feed yourself. Yeah. Or go order something or go go catch a fucking deer and, yeah. and eat. Yeah. You know? So Yeah, this is this is this is now foreign that's territory. All you know for ten years, yeah, yeah. It's taken away. But I think the the legal system is definitely broken. I yeah. don't think it is in place to reduce recidivism whatsoever. I don't think that there is there's programs set up for when people get out of prison that um, I meant to, I guess, serve them and get them into a position where they can turn their lives around. I feel like that is broken. I feel like that it's it's just not – as much as there's programs in place and they're funded, the efficacy of these programs is like it's I – don't underst- I don't understand why so, – all right, put it this way, right? So me as a musician in youth work, I use hip-hop as an engagement tool to in, like – to engage yeah. those that are disengaged or to, I guess, like um, equip peop- young people with confidence, give them something that combats their poor mental health, of an avenue of expression. And music is this like uh, universal language that all – I've never met someone that – I've never met someone that said they don't like music. Mm. I don't like any music. I've yeah. never met someone that says that. And so no matter who that, man, at first it was all rappers because I heard Bitter Belief was doing this thing and I'd get all these kids that were rappers and, yo, this kid's living on the street. He's been spitting freestyles here, this kid. And then I'd start recording them. Now, like, female singers are coming in, male singers, kids come in doing screamo. Like, whatever it is that you need to do or do express yourself, do it. But they – and so the just – so um, – what do they call it? Youth justice is like a program where they come out of prison and they uh, engage with a youth justice worker. They try to, you know, help them get back on their feet and reduce that recidivism, help them contribute to community in a positive way. They're all bringing them to me now because they're in prison doing it with Scotty. (laughs) They're in prison doing it with Optimus. They have more opportunity in prison than they do outside of prison. So now they're bringing them all to me, but nobody, no government bodies want to throw any money at me to say, Extend your program, expand it. Like, let's all kids that engage with Scotty in Bankshire Hill mm. come out and they engage with you as like follow up, and you can continue that work in the community. Yeah, that, that, there's none of that there. I work separately with the organisation I work for, and they're just through networking and just referrals that kids come to me from prison. But there's no, they're throwing money in the wrong places. Yes. And, and I think to reduce recidivism, which is like kids going in and out of prison, yeah, yeah. being entrenched in the justice system, is it's extremely important to either give these kids a distraction. Remember, man, when I was young and there was nothing to do, I'd just get up to no good. Mm. Like idle hands do the devil's work. Yeah. Like if I was bored, I'd do fucked up shit. I still do. Mm. As soon as I'm bored, I want to smoke some weed or drink or, yeah. you know what Have I mean? Like, Gamble. Fine. I, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so give these kids something like substantial that they can put all their time, creativity and energy into that like kind of – distracts them or pulls them away from like, you know, some of the stuff that they're doing on the street and, yeah. you know, partaking in crime and alcohol and, and alcohol and drugs or whatever. So, and it's pr- the efficacy of my program is proven. It's all there in the, like the proof is in the pudding. These like, it's working, but they're apprehensive to throw any kind of money at so me. There's any, you any about- rich listeners that well, want to support yeah, give me your yeah. money. Well, have yeah. you thought about not- showing 
I guess uh, the, the the numbers. I think Portugal. I think it was Portugal used, and it, it sort of more directly relates to drugs and, and and overdoses. Portugal have an amazing system, but the system they used it also lowered crime. Yes, and it was it was a system well, in place. Do you know about this system? Yeah, they legalized drugs. Well, uh, they decriminalized decriminalized drugs. Mm. I'm not sure if they they might have legalized, and they also supplied drugs. Yeah. So yeah. what that's called is Portugal have um, implemented the. It's, it, it's called the harm reduction or harm minimization approach. Yeah. So it's saying this is going to happen Regardless. no matter what. Yeah. Like the war on drugs has, you lost that war yes. on yeah. drugs. You'll you, never win. Whenever, whenever that started. The war on drugs makes the war on the, the drug problem worse. Way worse. Way worse. Way worse. Yeah. And now there's, man, there's people still in prison that are, that got caught with weed and weed's probably mm. about to be legalized worldwide soon. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Well, so- <laughs> Yeah, ACT, you can grow it. It's like not it's, viewed as like, it's not this condemned drug anymore. It's somewhat people, you know, and you could say, ah, oh, smoke a bit of weed. Ah, that's right. Is but it still a category? Is it is it category one? Is that what they call it? No, uh, no way. No way. Don't know. It'd um, be like C. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah. Because it was for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Up there with like meth and- You can't, you can't yeah. be like, um, you know, legalizing and decriminalizing this drug all around the world, and it still be considered a category A. Well, yeah, you just can't. Anyway, it's, but yeah. So wait, what was well, it? it's not really a drug problem though that bit is talking about. Yes, no, saying yeah. a lot of it's, but also it also had this similar sort of attribute when it lowered crime, it lowered everything, and what they were doing was, and this is where it t- ties in. They were injecting money into creating small businesses for the people who had these problems, yes. which gave them um, a bit more of a, a sense a, a of purpose. Posi- or yeah, sense of purpose, a bit more of a positive outlook. Look, and they were actually, I think it was, they were calling micro loans. It was like five to $10,000 loans to begin small businesses and they felt motivated and they felt happier. They were less in, inclined to take drugs, less mm. inclined to drink, less inclined to do crime because mm. they were so motivated in what they were achieving and what mm. they were producing. Overdoses dropped by 50%, which is the biggest drop it's ever, it's ever been. This is in Portugal. In the, yeah, in the, around the world. And they had number one heroin overdose, over, overdoses in the world. So uh, Russell Brand has a documentary on that. You should watch it. It's called <laughs> Russell Brand, The War on Drugs. I think I watched that about five, six years ago on And Netflix. he goes to Portugal and he's in one of them uh, facilities where they're, yeah, they're supplying the drugs. They're yeah. supplying, so it's all clean equipment. Clean. Mm, yeah. That's the other thing. All right, so when you, harm minimization is when you go, this is going to happen no matter what. How can we control it in a safe way? Mm-hmm. So they've- Portugal had a massive heroin yeah. smack problem. So they've got, and instead of all these dirty fits and stuff being found on the streets and there being drug deals happening on the streets, people come into the facility, they are supplied the clean drug. Yeah. Um, they use it with clean equipment in a monitored uh, setting. Yeah. Whereas if any- and, they, uh, and that's all the government's trying to do with Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> but they bring it down slowly. Bring right? down, guys. <laughs> they bring it down slowly, hey. They also- they, they, And they, they, and they you try to wean you off. There's programs within the facility. You're mm. not allowed to leave the facility with any kind of paraphernalia or drug on you whatsoever. So it's all contained. So they look at it like, let's take it off the street mm. where people that aren't users are affected by it yeah. and put it in a facility, in a controlled facility where everything is, you know, like would have health directions and there would be yeah. no, you know- uh, um, I guess risk of overdose and stuff like that. Yeah. That to me that makes sense. Complete That's logical. Sense. It's <laughs> like an illogical uh, sorry, it's a logical like uh, resolution. Yeah. And so the other thing is that rehabilitation over there is free and it's it's somewhat free here. Mm. But um 
Yeah, I just feel like the alcohol and drug dependency should not be viewed as a legal issue, legal issue, but a health issue. I don't, I don't feel like because it's, it's a result of the the mental health absolutely problems prior. Right. But yeah. not are the government ever going to invest more in the healthcare? No, when they need cuts, they take it from hospitals and teachers and police van. Absolutely <laughs> right. And this is why it's hard to believe that these people have our best interests at heart because yeah. these are the same people. And I made I made this comment to someone the other day, and they didn't understand, and they thought it was far fetched. I don't know. I don't get how it is. So the same people that are telling us you need to sorry to keep coming back to this. No, that's fine. You, you need to do A, B, and C to follow health regulations and care for your community. It's like okay, these are, and these are we're advised by health directives and you know so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But these are the same people that sell us alcohol and cigarettes yeah and they, they they warn us on the packets this will fuck you up <laughs> but we were going to sell it to yeah, you anyway and we're going to make do, a bit of a fair chunk of fucking yeah. coin off it as and well and do you know what if you would have said to them if I'd have said that to them you sell us alcohol and cigarettes do you know what they'd say but it's your choice yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, that that argument is, is that not <laughs> like that is just like yeah, ir- irony at its essence yeah. like you have a choice but <laughs> so, so the other argument I get is, well, now your you're giving me a your decision yeah. isn't affecting other people, and I, I, the worst person who's ever said that to me was a very morbidly obese person, yeah. and they are obviously vulnerable. And I said, well, I didn't. Sorry, in my head, I, I, I just. Oh, you're big man. No, <laughs> I, 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 I know what you brought up. I bet you said no. Your situation said- <laughs> affects other people on a plane, on a bus. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually thought a bit more logically about it. I thought your vulnerability now because of your choice to be unhealthy is now actually affecting my decisions Mm. and it's actually affecting my restrictions because I have to get this to protect you, not me. Mm. So now your your choices for health, you're saying my choices are are affecting other people. I'm Mm. saying your fucking health choices have been a fucking fat cunt, Mm. which is what they are. They're unhealthy. They're vulnerable. 96% of the people who are dying from this disease are morbidly obese. Is that true, is it? I I didn't say Or in the obese category. Have comorbidities, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no that comorbidities underlying conditions but they're obese as well so that is one of the underlying conditions well, I was going to say that's an underlying condition so it's right? it, that, that is I'm not calling I'm not fat shaming people you are I'm cancelled. just saying cancelled your, yep. your fucking vulnerability is actually affecting my yeah. my life and look I'm, so I'm, stop saying stop using that as an argument your decision right now is, is affecting isn't affecting other people I'm about to blow your mind because I'm is. actually all for fat shaming yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with it yeah. and I'm going to come back to you with a question as a comedian because I've uh, uh, as a comedian for you well, it gives it a crack. <laughs> go on, go on. Go. It gives it a crack. you got a boner no, right now. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. It's the first She's like, say that again. <laughs> <isn't it?" laughs> he just became a this comedian. I'll bet grassroots comedy on Tuesday. Come <laughs> yeah, and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with the, all right, so put it this way, right? I've had people in the past, and it happened for ages before I decided to just put it out there and do it and just see what would happen. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I would have people, because I'm, Bald, I lost mm-hmm. all my hair at 21, <laughs> mind you. Yeah, right. wow. And of no fault of my own. I never did anything to deserve that. Yeah. I was minding my business. I was a attractive 20 year old. Oh. Yeah, I was doing quite fine, yeah. quite good with the ladies. Hit 21 and I took, had a photo taken of me on a tram 
and you could just see straight through it like an x-ray. Fine. I had like my, my <laughs> tram lines on the tram. Bro, because the light's coming down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it, the photo, and I was like, yo, when I seen it. And back then they were probably still like shaking Polaroid pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the fuck? And I shaved it and I never looked back ever since. So yeah. I went bald at 21. Again, might I add, of no fault of my own. I did nothing to deserve that. I was minding my business. Next thing you know, I've got people that are morbidly overweight giving me shit for being bald. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, that opens up the playing field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, well, well, well. imagine if they were to go, ah, oh, you're bald, kind of, ah, oh, you're fat, kind <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yo, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't do this. You did that. Yeah. yeah. You did that. Yeah. You did decision. that. It's a lack of exercise, taking in too many calories than what you are burning. No, and you're going to give me shit for being bald and yeah. come at my appearance. No. But I can't say that you look like the Michelin man without you looking down on me. Yeah. And which brings me to my next point. <laughs> How do you, as comedians... Oh, shit. I feel uncomfortable. I feel great them. about this. This is the... <laughs> How do you guys podcast ever? How do you guys go? Do you bother trying to navigate around this PC error that we're in? Oh, my first ever joke. My fucking punchline is fat cunt. So no. Well, you just um, opened with fat cunt. No, it it basically is. Yeah, my first yeah. punchline is stupid fat cunt. So yeah. that's a no from you, Cam. No. Uh, no, I'm Daniel not, Delby. Are no, you? Do yeah. you worry about being cancelled? And uh, big time, bro. You do? Uh, yeah, I have fucking oath. Uh, yeah, just went through some shit um, recently. I haven't spoke about it on the podcast, but mm, nearly ready to just, fucking just do it. I hate the cunts, man. Anyone that's PC, PC. can fucking eat a dick. Man. Oh man, honestly, it's fucking. It's the worst shit. As soon as this COVID shit's happened. over, I'm starting a war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Will, if they're not careful, cancel, this will cancel kill culture. comedy. It will, yeah, because comedy is predicated on the idea of potentially offending someone. Yeah. Every and this is the thing about yeah, comedy a, is it's not exclusive to a certain demographic of people. Everybody can get it. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about comedy. Yeah. Is it's not right I'm sure there's racist comics out there, but you're not being racist if you're giving all races shit. Yes. You're not sexist if you give if nobody's safe. You're not Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. It's very difficult to navigate. I'm still hyper aware. I don't want to just pick on somebody that's bold. Mm. Right. Yeah. Let's say, let's take boldness for example. Why? I'm never going to do comedy on a on a basis of shitting on you for something you can't help. Yeah. But in the same breath, like if it's fucking funny, it's funny. Exactly. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah, if, if there's someone thing. in a wheelchair and they're at your show and they're laughing and enjoying it, and they hang shit on you, razz them, razz them back. back. Like, yeah. and they would, they fucking love it, man. We've got a girl that comes to our show who just fucking hangs shit on us, man. Yeah. And she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we just she's fucking- She's yeah. back? Yeah, we oh, give her back. I and, respect and, it. She's great. But that's inclusivity as well. Yeah. Why would I fucking not, not hanging yes. shit on you? Yeah, that's- Is that's excluding you That's my favourite point. You cannot demand equality yeah, and then yeah. be excluded from the- Yeah, from the, the banter. Pool of yeah, yeah, exactly. People that you can pay out on. It's like, but that makes you not equal. Yeah. yeah. That means you're actually on a higher level. How does everyone not yes. think like this? They think how that does they're- How is this not normal? Because they think they're higher, they are higher than you. Yeah. Or they think they're more morally grounded than you, or they have a yes. better self-conscious than you. However, like, fuck it. Maybe I think that about me over them, but at the same time- Yeah. As it pertains to comedy though, when it comes to comedy, no, I feel it, like you'd be pretty- I'm like, pretty, like, I'm not an offensive comic, man. 
Mm. I don't think. No. I'll do riffs. You need That'll to work fucking on that. rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. But no, no, no. You don't. You don't. Yeah. No. You're you actually yeah. quite kind to when you even when you're. Riffing. I don't. I don't pick on hecklers. No. Yeah. I'll fucking you, you riff, riff and with have it. fun. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, right. I love watching Wolfie just destroy somebody. Yeah. It's the fucking funnest shit of all Frothing, time. I love it. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen Wolfie. Mate, I've seen him absolutely almost murder a person. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like fucking verbally. Yeah, and it was just. It was a fucking. It was like watching a, a perfect touchdown throw, but Love it. in slow motion for fucking ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy like just with his arms Eric. crossed, and he and he he'd, he'd be doing his punchlines. Like, yeah, that's your personality. Then he'd look at the guy and goes, "This fucking guy, he's got his fucking arms crossed. Look at you, fucking dumb cut down." And just would go to town go on, on him like, "You fucking hate me. You're fucking hating me. I look. I don't care." Fuck yeah. And it just goes the fuck. But I feel like cow. with that, so the, I feel like the opposite applies because I've always said, someone asked me the other day, are rape jokes funny? And I said, that's like asking me, are jokes funny? Mm. Because it, it, there's it so many variables there. It depends yeah. on yeah. everything. It depends. What is the joke? Yeah. What is, is, has it, is, it, is there a play on words? Is there is there a level of like intelligence to it? Yeah. Or is it just coming out and going, gay? if you came out and went, gay people are faggots. That's yeah. not a joke. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. offensive. Yeah. Now, now you are insulting people. Yeah. But if you came out and had some crazy play on like Eddie Murphy the word Raw, faggot, Eddie Murphy, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So I would, I, man, it's crazy. I used to say faggot in my rhymes. I yeah. would not say it in my rhymes. Yeah, no, that's been eradicated. Or a faggotated, if you See, that is a clever faggot joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Now, are you allowed to say that in PC culture? No, Probably but it's absolutely Why? fine. There was yeah. nothing Why? wrong with that. Why would someone hear that and from that, out of context, surmise mm. that you hate gay people yeah. and that you are, I guess, like encouraging and promoting yeah. the idea of shaming and ostracizing gay people. That ju- that joke does not equate to that for me. And if you yeah. make the, the parable and connection between them two, I'm utterly confused. You're looking, but people that do that You're are looking, looking for, for it. it. They're mm. looking to be offended. Why? I don't understand why you'd be looking to be offended. And it's, I remember, yeah. I saw Ricky Gervais the other day and he said something about, if you just because you're offended, it doesn't mean that you're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 and if you legislated against stupidity, you couldn't say anything. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, people look to be offended because it makes them feel special and they get the, the limelight for a little bit because <laughs> I, I'm offended, I'm upset and people will pay me attention. Like when you're a baby oh, so and you cry. they're looking for. Yeah, 100%. Mm, right. And they'll be like, guys, I can't believe this person did this and made me feel this way. They're right. doing an adult baby. Yeah. So the yeah. last the last Chappelle oh. one you guys record. I loved it. I loved it. I did, but there's people that I usually agree with on stuff like this and I need to remember, I don't need them to agree with me on everything, but mm. – it blew my mind. They were like, it just wasn't funny. I just think it was too far. He was trying to, and I'm like, what? Mm. But you were, like, he says it himself, like, and a lot of comedians do. It's like, well, wait, when I was telling the Asian jokes earlier, yeah, you guys laugh, were you're laughing along. And then now, because of this. It, it all it, depends on your lived experience and your context. Yes. If my mum's been hit by a train and someone's like, oh, your mum got hit by a train because mm. she's done it then I'm going to be offended. All right, I have a perfect but example of that for you. It could be funny for you. And so when I came to your – sorry, Kurt. No, yeah. When I came to – this is the first and only uh, – sorry, the second comedians and rappers that I came to. Yeah. I came to one in Frio, I think. Yeah. And then, But yeah, the first one that Hannah one. had been to, my yeah. partner. And she's like – she's got a pretty dark sense of humour. I say <laughs> fucked up shit. She's cool with it. Yeah. She loves Sheldon, like yeah. she, who has the darkest sense of humour there is, yeah. complete. Yeah. And I took her to – rappers versus comedians and I like gave her the disclaimer before we walk in I was like no yo you know how I feel about comedy and there's no like 
no holds bars, like everybody yeah. is accessible yeah. in, in this realm. She's like, yeah, all good, all good. I'm like, there's some fuck, people can say, some, yeah, all good, all good. All right, cool, we go in. And she knows how I feel about PC and I'm like, you cannot get offended. If you have chosen to go to a comedy show, yeah. live especially, You're if you stumble across preaching. it on YouTube, yeah. at the, whatever. Yeah. I, I still don't think you have a right to say no, anything. Yeah. But if you have bought tickets to a comedy show, you need to go in there with an open mind and expecting anything to be said. Yeah. And, and if you are offended, just shut just, the fuck uh, just, up. Shut or just be like, up. oh man, that's offensive. Yeah. And then next. wait, next joke. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Uh, oh, and th- 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 this yeah, is the I don't example. like that. I'm not going to laugh at that joke. It's yeah. simple. This is the perfect example. I found myself in that position, dude. <laughs> yeah. I got offended. And I was like, because like, we were ripping on rappers? Unoffended. Nah, I was, oh. I was all for I thought you guys were rinsing it. <laughs> I was like, man, get me the fuck up there. It's about to be curtains. Yeah. But I, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot who the rapper was. And uh, I have a feeling I know who this is, but if you continue, you guys, y'all were putting up pictures of like celebrities or whatever. I can't remember. It was Mark McGowan, and someone put up Mark McGowan, and I can't remember who the rapper was, but he was like, um, "My shit's harder than Mark McGowan's hard border. My music's hotter than Kobe Bryant's charred daughter." Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. And I was like, I know who that was, yo. <laughs> <laughs> And then Hannah like put her hand on my leg and like strode me. I was like, "Now nah, get off me! <laughs> fuck that!" Like, yeah. You got fuck. triggered. Yeah, and yeah. I was triggered, dude. Yeah. It just happened. That's yeah. like my my second favorite basketball player ever. Yeah. And I like I had I to thought call. you were just mad about him teasing and Daddy McGowan because oh, you, oh, you went woke like. back then. And yeah. then but, but, yeah. it, but and the daughter. Oh yeah. The no, chick, I like, wouldn't have said anything. I would have been yeah. like, but yeah, that would have. I would have I been was like, like, yo, oh, man, that's and really I said, mean. And I went out for a cigarette. I'm yeah. like having a cigarette, and it came. that's really? because you love Kobe, right? And I like that. That's and, what I'm saying. And somebody that didn't watch basketball will be like, oh yeah, that's classic. That's yeah, 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 totally. Or probably like, I mean, that's the the whole premise behind that joke is not to be clever or funny. It's to fucking. Shock, shock you and, all. and troll you. Yes. Yeah. And if you're eliciting that response, you're giving your power away to that person that yes. created the joke. But also I think that there is just like in comedy and there is cheap jokes. Yeah. I think in hip hop, there are cheap lines. And, and all I feel like cheap that, jokes. Was, that was a bit cheap. Like yeah. my shit's hotter than Kobe Bryant's child daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a shock thing. Better. It was a yeah, like, yeah, it was all, it was, look, if it was uh 30%, I guess like wit yeah. and cleverness you, and then 70%, but that was a hundred percent shock. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hundred percent shock. It's ironic you say that, think about that statement. And all. Ah, shock. <laughs> it was shock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all good then. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally by his- By name, by nature, I guess. <laughs> it's literally his rap name. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll, 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 I'll see you one day, shock. Well, yeah. You're going to have to answer for that joke. Yeah. But like, but it was a beautiful moment for me because I, I had to check myself. I'm yeah. like, you have to hold yourself to the same standard of accountability as you hold other people. And yeah. so Hannah's, well, I'm outside, I'm having a cigarette, oh. like smashing it down. Hannah's like, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it's, it's an interesting thing, man. But I still don't. I it's, still- it swung too far to the PC side. It will yes. swing back. In the early 50s, 60s, when racism, sexism, misogyny is a, was, was rife. Yeah. And then people started realizing, oh, hang on a sec, we're just not punching down like Chappelle said, but we're just picking on this class of people yeah. for no no fault of their own. Then it's come and swung all the way too far, right? It's going to balance out and it's going to come back in the middle. I think and there's it always takes a conversations reaction. like this to, yeah. From three straight white males <laughs> to tell other people how to Two comedians and one rapper. <laughs> I think there's always a reaction to, so as like, um, I guess like technology and materialism 
took a, a massive like incline and started to increase, you know, um, like massively. Mm. Um, I think that's when this whole spiritual realm became a bit yoga, mm. meditation. Mm. So I feel like for every one, there's another. And while everybody's being so PC and over the top, I feel like everybody that's not wants to go yeah. even harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have yourselves to blame for the last Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. You push that motherfucker to a point where he just went, Fuck it. Let's see how far you. If you want to come with me, let's see how far. Don't forget who the fucking witty comedian is. I'm not just a social justice warrior on social media. Yeah. Like, hmm, I'm offended. Yeah. Like I have wit, and I, this is a craft of mine. Yeah. I will yeah. fucking bury you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. bury your whole community if yeah. I have to. Yeah. It's funny when people want to come at somebody, and then if they decide to come back at them. That's wrong. With the same power and same force and that's the same wrong. ferocity. It's wrong. They can't do it, man. It's not right. Mm. So man, is it, that's a quality and right this there. Is, and this is why, like, and we had Corey White on two yeah. weeks ago. Like, Corey, he fucking, he can bring it. Mm. And he can, he can, you can have a go at him and then he can come back at with you exactly why you're wrong yeah. or why he thinks you're wrong. Yeah. And he can fucking go bang, or bang, he'll bang. he'll just be harsh and fuck you. Over. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like um, one of our comments the other day though yeah. on TikTok, which we've exploded on Delby. Yeah. Um, one of the guys, one, someone said, it's great to hear people talking up. Yeah, right. Because- so, Well, I like just, just having a chat about it. Well, no, talking or, up, like, as in not, not punching down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm, as in not The opposite fucking, of punching down. Yeah, punching down, talking oh, up. Oh, so, well, yeah. really, we were talking Corey's about like BH, punching up because he's take, trying to take on- Yeah, the big, big wigs. But it, it is, sometimes it is good to see that. Yeah. Um, but I guess that PC culture is basically trying to protect, protect any minority, any person- um, and even like before, like fat people, for mm. example, I'm not, I genuinely, I don't think fat shaming, and it probably sounded wrong before, but I don't think fat shaming is good. I don't think you should shame someone for being fat, but to be yeah. like, to, to say that fat is beautiful and fat is healthy. Yeah. Is, this is a whole nother realm. Lizzo. Yeah, it's a so, it's a completely different thing. So body positivity, like you don't have to, I don't have to go up to you and go, you're a fucking fat cunt. Like you fucking lose some weight, uh, but- it doesn't you don't even it, have to say anything because it doesn't affect exactly. you. Exactly. You know? But, but to, to say, if you're a, like an obese person and I come up to you and say, oh, it's okay, you're still healthy, like it's yeah. fine, that's not that's not correct nah. because- What have you lost? <laughs> don't tell me that you're- um, Your vape? It was in your hand like the whole time. I stole it. I stole your Maybe vape. it's- uh, In the toilet? Yeah. In the big jobs? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's that, you know, yeah. Well, I posted something ages ago of Lizzo and like- it was something oh, about like I, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, you said this is not body. Pos- was it like? Well, about- it's just a question. I was like, is this really body positivity, or is it like somebody just trying to fucking? I'll try. I'll find exactly what I posted actually because I, I think Bill Bird did it about. Was it Bill Burr? About oh yeah, someone came out and um, overweight people on the front of cover, uh, you know, cover of magazines, yeah. being, being labelled as brave, and he's like, this is it. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but I said in this PC culture, is this body positivity or just being okay with being unhealthy? Yeah, yeah which is, it um, is. It's it's and being, that is not healthy. That, that, so the picture that they've got there is that Lizzo. Is it? What, yeah. Is it, is is it, it really? Lizzo? Yeah. So that's she's 
very big. Yeah. Now, she actually I'm, looks I, like she lost weight there. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's well, no, I, there's no like, I'm not giving a shit for being fat, but to promote that as healthy, to yeah. promote that as positive, to promote that as a good thing is fucking Yeah, but, but one of the comments right? I got from the girls were, no, no, it's not her body. It's more of a frame of mind about being okay and accepting yourself, which again, that's completely like, fine. That's a, that, and that's a completely different thing. Yeah. That's, and I think that's what they were saying that, yeah. That was about. So yeah, I'm, okay. I'm happy to put my hand up. Yeah, so that's, that's why fine. I asked about it. If that's what that was about, I don't know what, what you've posted. Well, there. that's the other thing. You asked a question. You didn't make yeah. a statement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't say this is one fat motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, is this? Like, yeah. What is this? Were is they good any? with their dialogue? I just had a wank and just finished. And <laughs> Were I was they good like, with their dialogue? Did I just come over yeah. a fat chick yeah. or, a, yeah. or a brave chick? Because <laughs> 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 if she's brave, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. If she's fat, I got some thinking to do. <laughs> Oh, we're cancelled. Nah. But man, like I- So Bill Burr was saying, sorry, I cut you off on what he said. Oh yeah, he was saying that the word brave is uh, quite loosely used now. Really? He goes, imagine a firefighter running out of a building, burning building with a baby and people go, oh my God, you're just like the fat chick on the cover of that magazine. (laughs) (laughs) I love him, man. He's one of my favourites. He's the best. I think uh, I would say- Top three of all time, I would say Dave Chappelle is probably one for me. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy's probably two. I would say Louis CK's three. Ricky Gervais and Bill Burr, four, mm. like could be interchanged. Interesting, because Ricky Gervais started comedy like late, man. Like yeah. he didn't even do stand-up. He just was – he was script and, and, and his – Office and all the all the yes. movies he did, and then then moved into stand. I'm pretty sure yeah. I could be speaking out. I of think town. you're right. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's uh he's good and he's fucking he he's not offensive. He just I find Bill Burr to be the voice of reason. He says what people think or feel guilty about thinking when the rest of the population, Scared which isn't say. really the rest of the population, it's the small minority that speak up mm. and and make you think that somebody's being persecuted against yes. or whatever it is it's yeah. it's doesn't it's not reflective of the, of the greater community no. it's just the loud people that love complaining yeah and people like us will just be like oh fuck whatever man just ignore it move on but then there's the other ones that'll that are the keyboard warriors the twitter that fucking and it feels like everyone feels that way but it's not it's just this certain type of person yes that loves fucking jumping on board and fucking flying virtue signaling why do they how are they able to make it feel to us that everybody feels that way what is that is it like a strong online media uh, online uh, social media presence it's just online stuff for sure and media love fucking drama the media will report on it because they love negative news and drama and they they find it and then they fucking run stories on it i'll tell you i'm still not ready to talk about it on the podcast yet but i'll tell you what happened off the potty and Mm. my my cancel culture fucking story is horrific it's Mm. fucking yeah look it's it should be perplexing for me but it's actually not because i know you know i'm comfortable in my skin and i know where i stand on things but like i work in an industry that is very lgbt IQA plus, you know, mm. orientated and mm-hmm. and I have a sense of compassion towards any kind of person that's marginalised and, you yep. know, deemed as vulnerable and I'm sure that that community is and I that, that for me to be able to say that they can and should be joked about just mm. like I'm a yeah. half Indian, you know, male if you, people want to give me shit for being Indian, I just laugh or yeah. bald, I laugh and like yeah. I just feel like I said before, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to know that that is not personal, number one. Mm. And number two, that is not the, you know, it's not the be all and end all of who I am. Yeah. Like, mm. And so 
And I feel like them people, I see enough value and merit in them people to feel like they should feel the same. It's like, if people come at you for that, number one, they're probably not even being serious. They're just having a laugh. And number two, if they are being serious, I'm sure that deep down that they're, you know, that they either don't understand your situation or maybe like we were saying before, there's plenty of variables that come into what kind of shapes their perspective and their mm. opinions. And they might've had homophobic parents. Like mm. they might, they very well may be gay and that's what their problem is. Like you can never look at a situation and think that, you know, every single aspect of mm. it. But so. you should be better, bitter. Okay. But this should be better. This is what's bringing me back <laughs> right. to, so I consider myself a compassionate and altruistic person. That no, you're a cisgendered. Privileged. And you fucking should just be better and you should know how to be better. Look, I'm and trying. everything you're saying. I'm trying every day. I'm just trying to be better than the, just be, the, be, the racist homophobic piece right. of shit that I was yesterday. Yeah. Be better belief. But, okay. hey, you set that up for like two minutes, bro. <laughs> that was a long, that was a long setup. setup. <laughs> but I, uh, so I, I understand. And a part of me goes to these left wing, or even just like these social justice warriors, or whatever you want to call mm. them. Now, are they just trying to be compassionate and don't really know how to? Either because they really not mm. essentially or they just they want to show is it become this compassion competition mm. like it's, it's I, the virtue signal I care so much about people that I don't want anyone to be offended I don't want to be anyone to be offended either mm. but if you're offended by the smallest thing yeah. then fuck you you should yeah. you know like grow up yeah well up. I mean, yeah. we often say this it dilutes the real problem yes. so if there is um you know, like I guess people, uh, racism, for example, if there's real racism or there's real fucking, um, there's real issues against the LGBTQ yes. community, like there are real issues in those in those areas, yes. and there are real fucking claims for, of course, for those. Absolutely. But when you when you say something that's just so, that's almost nothing. Mm. And almost and blow it up, yeah, and blow it, it up, and it's, yeah. it is virtue signaling almost, well, yes. not virtue signaling, but you know, yeah, it is. It, it reinforces victim mentality, yes. and and it's not healthy, man. No, so and it does but more it just, damage to good. It's twenty twenty one. I would like to think that the overarching ninety percent plus of the population, mm-hmm. I think, would be, and again, this is bro science, but. I couldn't give a fuck who you are, what you are, man. Yeah. If you're cool, yeah, you're I cool. like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'd like to think a lot of people have been brought up in the the society where we've been super accepting of anything, anyone. Yeah, doesn't matter. hundred yeah. percent. So I don't know. The people know that they virtue have, signal is yeah. It's a fucking. I also don't want to fit a. Mo- I don't. I don't want to ever hold back any aspect of who, like. Sometimes I think I say too much. Mm. Like I'm too, but. You know, if I was to die tomorrow, I would want to be remembered for someone that wore his heart on his sleeve and someone that didn't hold back and kind of, you know, was never really um, scared to voice how he feels yeah. because, like, as I get older, I care less and less what other people think of me, man. Yeah. Mm. And it's like one of my uh, peers and constituents hit me up the other day and was like, you might not want to be so vocal about this vaccine thing on your artist pages because yeah. you're going to lose people. And I, I said... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's not even to do with the vaccine. It might be whatever my stance is on anything. If you like my music, obviously in my music, I talk all the time about being a person that doesn't rest on his morals and is a person mm. of integrity. And mm. I, I stand by my beliefs, although I'm happy for them to be, um, you know, contested and argued whenever mm. people feel necessary. I'm open to that. But right here, right now, I know all the things I believe in and where I stand on certain things and, and, 
you know, I'm not going to, I'm un, unapologetic for it. I don't obviously don't want to offend anybody, but I also know that deep down, I think that the people that have to, comp, that have to prove that they're compassionate, mm. obviously don't feel like they actually really, embody yeah. that characteristic. I know I'm a compassionate, caring person. So I feel quite comfortable making jokes about people. I'd love and, to see, like talk to Chelsea about that and ask what the meaning behind that sort of stuff is. If well, a lot of it would be some form of trauma and some sort of a, that's when you get your attention is when you're upset, mm. offended, or fucking, you know, your virtue signal. So you get people's, yeah. like a love. You, get, you get love and attention from people caring about you. Man, I don't, a, I don't ever look at my Facebook feeds anymore. Like I used to be addicted to Facebook. I stopped. I'm probably more addicted to Instagram. It just, I didn't stop the addiction. It just shifted mm. to somewhere else. It's yeah. like quitting weed and getting addicted yeah. to alcohol. I heard Portugal yeah. got centers where you can go in and just watch, just watch <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> people going, ah, that's long enough. <laughs> Anything more is dangerous. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, yeah. So, and I would just see people put like random rants up. Like, yeah. I, I, Synergy charged me this, but I said it should be this and da, da, da. And then you look at the comments and people like, you go girl. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> don't you give up. Like, you know, and people like, that's, Bullshit, babe. You fucking, you know what I mean? Like, be brave. And then I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Like, people just want to feel mm. agreed with or, um, you know, just heard, man. Empathy. Just people seen. want to feel empathy. Yeah. That heard, it, though, is- they want to be, they want to feel seen and heard. You want to feel like you matter or you have some kind of. Purpose. Would you know what? That brings Find- up a, oh, sorry. No, you- yeah, because that brings up a deeper thing, I think. And that's probably another issue. What, Again, Corey brought it up the other week that, that the unheard, they mm. feel like they've, they're acting out of desperation. They've mm. got no other choice. Either, I look at it like either jump on board with everybody else and find a creative way to get yourself heard. Mm. Either rap, or make music, be a comedian, fucking get your kid off on Instagram if you yeah. need to. And if you're not attractive, get attractive, get in the gym, <laughs> and then get your kid off on Instagram. Yeah. Like all, all that's happening is these. Uh, like somewhat lazy and apathetic people from the couch going, hmm, hmm, mm. I'm upset now. And then everyone's jumping on board with them. They go, hmm, people agree with me, yay. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, well, because you want to be heard. That is the simplest way with the most minimal effort to be heard yeah. possible. 100%. Like do something constructive, do something productive, contribute to your community if you mm. want to be heard. Mm. Like, don't find the easiest way to fucking have a little sook behind a screen and then be heard. And then if when I see you in person, you need to sook in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say, be honest, be real, be true yeah. to yourself. Because And this is what I said to Delby this morning in a bit of a back and forth. I was saying, I'm I'm just going to be open and honest now and talk. And But the same person I am when I see you uh, in person is the same person I'm going to be on social media. It's the yes. same way. I'm just going to be the same. Yes. I'm going to be honest and open. Do you know what made me do that is the Facebook memories when they post up. Oh, yeah. And then some like whack shit was coming up from when I was like oh. early 20s. Like, How the fuck did I say that? It's Facebook. Worst, oh, we were doing that we, we sometimes do a little segment where we go back and look at our <laughs> Facebook memories. And well, you can just access them whenever you want. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, so right. Every day. Side bit. Oh, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't uh, want to. It's fucked, mate. Self-deprecating. But, but even like you were saying just before, like- So yeah. my, one year ago, man, I'm homophobic. I said, eat a dick, Faras. <laughs> Your Faras was fried. That was from SAS because Faras was a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were- um. Yeah. You were saying before, like, you, you, you're probably still going to get the vax now. You've made a decision. You're going to get the vax yeah. and you've been stand, uh, against the mandate and stuff. Yeah. I've been seeing the protests over in Melbourne and Perth and mm. Sydney, Brisbane, wherever. There's people who are vaccinated carrying around things saying, I am vaccinated by it, yes. but I'm I'm for choice. Yeah, so if I was here Saturday and I'd already, already had mine, I would still be there. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm here Saturday, unfortunately, yeah. Um, at, yeah. at a Bucks party and I shouldn't be putting – 
a Bucks party and drinking piss ahead of everybody's health, everybody's health and choice and, and look, freedom. Well, but I, look in the morning. I look at it this way: like, uh, twelve o'clock. Yeah. I'll be in Albany, so I won't yeah, obviously won't be able to. But I'm going to do everything I can on my. Oh, you can tweet it and be like, "Hmm, vaccines are bad." There's not enough people there. I'm offended. <laughs> but I, I will definitely be pushing it. I'll, I'll, I'll be pushing it for sure yeah. because I can't be there. The least I can do is use my platform and my yeah. reach to reach. It's out great. To, well, it's great to see a lot of people are, are, are coming together in unison to and that's sort of what, support. When I was feeling really despondent and low spirited. Um, a friend of mine said, "Go, go to the protest. You'll feel a lot yeah. better because that's what it's like when you're arguing with your family and people that oh. don't agree with you. Oh, you, you're hearing of the, you know, these crazy numbers that, are like, I guess in opposition to your beliefs, well, you yeah. assume so anyway. Mm. Um, that you know that you, yeah, you start feeling really despondent. And I think obviously when you go to these protests and you are around like-minded people that are obviously there out of love and they're in peace, I think that obviously you know fills you up with a great sense of, mm. I guess, like camaraderie, like okay. I was saying before, and 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 collectiveness, you know, mm. and 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 community. I think community is so important. Community is everything, and that's what I've always tried to put my focus into. Is not. Um, you know how you know when people say how not how can my country serve me? How can I serve my country? I minimize it. I bring it down to community. Like I'm not. We have our immediate effect. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I try to do through my work, through my music, through when I amalgamated the two and made my music my work and my work my music. Like that's just that's all I'm trying to do is give a voice to the voiceless. And a lot of the kids that I work with wouldn't in other circumstances be able to afford any form of mm. luxuries, never mind uh, studio time or. Mm. So I don't even go one step further and, and community is important, but obviously just yourself yes. and be the example. Yes. And let well, people you have see to that. Be, and that's what I learned through youth work is the old saying, your cup has to be full in order to fill other people's cup up. Mm, like yeah. I can't be out here not taking care of myself and not, you know, um, like having a sense of pride in the person I am and then be supposed to be this, you know, this beacon of light and this uh, shimmering example of what young people can be and how they can turn their lives around if mm. I don't have my shit together, you know? So, oh, stop doing this. You could be this, you could be that, but I'm not showing leading by example. Mm, yeah. I don't think it holds any weight whatsoever. Well, as we circle all the way back, you were saying, um, and then I asked you about the youth work, but with you and your missus, you were getting to the point where there was a breaking point. Yeah. And then is that why you just decided to put your family first? or you Well, were we just- were like... I could tell that she doesn't disagree with me, but also she operates out of a, a, a place of fear more so than I do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's still there for me. I would be lying to say that when my livelihood was being compromised, I wasn't scared. I was scared and I still am. But like the second, and this is the crazy thing, the second in me that I decided to, so we had this, it wasn't an argument. It was just, we were, you know, on, so she was like, I was like, like, it shouldn't be like this and it shouldn't. She's like, yeah, but it is. And you just have to accept that. It mm. is. And she's speaking facts. Yeah. I'm speaking out of emotion. She's speaking logically, you know what mm. I mean? And that's why we're perfect together because we offer each other that. More yeah. so her than me. She, <laughs> she talks me off the ledge more than I do. <laughs> but um, she was like, but it is. These are the facts. We have to We have to accept this. We have to. And I'm like, no, we don't have to accept this. Mm. You see what I mean? So I'm like, we have to. And, and it's because of people accepting it and complying that this is even able to exist. If yeah. everybody that I've spoken to and has shared their opinion with me that didn't want to, and I'm about to be one of them people. I'm yeah, shooting yeah. myself in the foot here. I'm not discluding myself. But if people were to all galvanize and 
be uh, and form a collective, which is happening anyway, but it could be way bigger if mm. everybody became non-compliant. But not everybody has the impending f- doom of their livelihood and their ability to provide for their families coming yeah. to an end mm. like other people do. And the people that do have that and that are still out there and quitting their jobs, and all the fr- I fucking take my hat off to you. Mm. I don't know if you have kids, if you have a family, if you have a mortgage or what, but I do. If you have all the things that I have and you have still – put fear on the back burner while your integrity and your morals as a person took the front line, I fucking, I'd take my hat off to you. Yeah. I won't because I'm bald and I don't want to reveal, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to reveal my insecurities on this platform. Yeah. But like I really do take my hat off to you because the, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't say the fear got the better of me, but the fear of my family not being okay definitely mm. got the better of me. And I think that that's what annoys me the most that's is that my, I'm like, you motherfuckers know our weaknesses. Yes. You know our vulnerabilities. <laughs> you know that we take pride in being able to provide for our families. And like I said before, I'll, if I was single and renting, I would take the risk. I would just find a way. You know what I mean? Like Cogs is, uh, I was going to bring him today, but Cogs is a very, um, he's very stern in his beliefs and he agrees with us on this. And, and he's like, looking at being terminated from work as a result. And so he's like, man, let's find a new way to like make money. Let's like do a, and we wouldn't do it under this umbrella, but an OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. Only facts. We get naked and fuck each other. (laughs) (laughs) Where we uh, just do like exclusive like insights into either me and him get a pod yeah. Or uh, look out, we're coming. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. But either we get a pod or we, uh, I was thinking, well, we were both thinking that we, you know, uh, people that are what, because we get kids ask us all the time, how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we get into that? How do I run my social media? How do I get gigs? How do I? Mm-hmm. So we run our own workshop series mm. that kind of, uh, I guess, like empowers them with all that information and gives that, like all the things that we've learned over fucking however many years in the industry, 10, 20 years. Where did you say it? Me and Branch were speaking about that this morning. <laughs> this morning. I was doing it. Bullshit. No mm. bullshit. Man. This and, morning. Collective I, consciousness, right? Yeah. And because that's where it forces, it forces into a corner where we're forced to think with these like survival brains, like how am I going to, and it made me start thinking of ways I never thought of before. But even then, and like, I've got a question for you after this is like, where is the security in that? I, like as much as that sounds like a great idea, I'm sure it would probably work. Mm. But like my mortgage and the like my family can't lie in the balance of, it. hey, you let's, switch over let's see what happens. Let's yeah. see what happens. Oh, I didn't work out, guys. We're eating yeah. rocks and sand tonight. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? So it's- how did your partner cope with you going nine to five, I'm going to focus on the pod and on my comedy and on this, this <laughs> wow. and that. Like, how did that go? My one was, oh, she wasn't there. So yeah, well. She um, didn't exist. You're not single uh, anymore. Mate. No, I'm, no, I'm single. I'm oh, saying yeah. I've never had a partner oh, that, right, right, to right, discuss okay. it with. So 100%, and my list, our listeners know this, and you might not know this, me and my partner just got separated. So- did probably you say listeners do know that they do. Oh, thank God! So it's probably we, she was vaxxed and he probably was a big part of that. It wasn't the reason, but definitely a big part of the, of it was the uncertainty. Never know where your paycheck's coming from. Yes. Never know what's going on. So yes. it's so the I, that was I feel like an initial thing. Yeah, that that 
a part aside. I feel like women value security, security more than us. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I understand and this it. Is like, def- that's definitely a thing, and I get. I have it. no comment on that misogynistic <laughs> statement. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Chelsea talked about it before, and women value. She agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a female trait. It's not every woman. Yeah. It's just like not every man is fucking massive. Of course, or whatever, yeah, yeah, but like I said, you never speak an absolute. Yeah, exactly. About humans. Um, they value security, and we value risk taking. Well, Dean Brown, he's, he's, I, I, he's figured it out himself. He's done his own science mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And he's and a he smart said, dude. He's, yeah. And he just said that they value uh, security and, and comfort, comfort and make sure that they're going to be okay because they're going to bear a child. So they it's in the them future. to look for like, somebody yeah. that's stable that can provide, not for them, but for the, the child that they're going to bear. I think you just Predicti- said it, it, Predictability it, almost. Yes. It? And yeah. I think you just said it in itself is that I think the, um, I guess the dynamic there is created through just the simple fact that we it's in our control the security is in our control mm. like we can like choose to find a job out of yeah like security and be able to provide that ongoing um income and be safe mm. and secure but how how important is that if you're unhappy mm. and if you're being restricted and limited to this like bubble of safety whereas i think as as men and again not speaking in absolutes but as m- most men I think value freedom more and and like unpredictability and, risk and yeah, yeah like what but what else is there like where whereas I think women and again yeah. <laughs> I have to keep saying this yeah but not as a whole and but it's not even a, that it's just uh, our society the way it, it has an archetypes and yeah. yeah 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 I think that because, women because they're like shit I need to look for that because I can't for the most part. I'm not in the in a well, in a family dynamic. Mm. He's obviously going to go off and be the breadwinner for the most part, and so she has to. That's out of her control. It's like I need to make sure that that's going to mm. be okay. That he's taking care of that. Whereas when we go, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start a podcast and be a Santa comedian. It's like what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So when my partner, as much as she agreed me, was like, but babe, we like we we've got a boy on the way. Yeah. And like we kind of have to. So I could see the fear, and in the end, I just went and I just meditated on it and I just said, how do you actually feel about all this? Just sit in silence and think about how you actually feel. Called a couple of people who I respect their opinion and 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 they straight shooters as well. They tell me if I'm and I got some great advice and and it kind of gave a little bit more as much as possible clarity around the whole thing as, as I possibly could and in mm. my decision it made me feel a bit better about it. But I'm never going to feel great about it because mm. it's like we were saying, it's not my choice it's something that I've kind of been put in the corner. It's like, but if you want to come out of that corner, you have to do it. So. It's sort of, it's put, it's, I'm now in the situation where I have a daughter, obviously, so that I'd still need to provide for. But uh, I face, I stand to face probably to lose a couple of jobs. I've definitely lost a few already, but just little one-offs. Yeah. So it doesn't matter too much. But um, some of the ongoing work uh, I could lose, I'm, it's, Nothing's been said yet, but that could happen if I don't do it. And I'm tossing up whether or not I'm willing to um, lose everything Mm. except for obviously providing for my daughter. I'm willing to fucking lose my business. I'm willing to lose – I feel like I am because it's me, just me. It's not a family. As long as I can help with my daughter, I can – like get fucking 50, 100, 200 bucks a week to fucking and go live with my parents. I'll do it. Like, So, Wolfie, if you're listening, I need a new podcast host. <laughs> but that's, but I, that's I, part I, of, I really respect that because I yeah. think without risk, there's no reward. Whenever, I'm not, I'm whenever, not 100% on that. 
I don't know but what I'm going to think time, in a few months. Out of desperation, I might not be able to withstand that. Pressure. Do you believe in manifestation and the law of attraction? 100%. Oh, yeah. 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 Then I think that you have to be 100%. If you, there's no half in, yeah. half out. You have to, if you're going to go, I'm going to throw everything into this and I'm going to throw caution into the wind and I'm going to really dedicate myself. You, you, can't, you go all the way in, brother. Go I said this deep. to myself the other day that mm. when I do the right things by everyone and I don't try and – I don't try and rub things into people and I don't try and gloat or I just try and make the right decisions but because they are the right thing to do. Yeah. Things in work. In your yes. opinion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, things work. And if I'm doing things out of acts of kindness or it, all of that, everything seems to work if I take risks. The other day, I literally said for the first time on, on the podcast that I'll, I want to make the podcast like almost a full-time job. Mm. And within fucking two weeks – We've, it's not. We're not going to be a full time podcast, but the spike in ratings, the spike in listens, and already being offered sponsorships and, awesome. and uh, opportunities for payments and stuff for awesome. podcasts is already. And it's like it was. Uh, you were honest. You told everyone mm. that's what you want to do. Mm. Here's a little. Here's just. Here's not. Here's, here's this a little is, nugget. You know yeah. why? Man, do you it's know your what? cisgendered white male, <laughs> white dog. <laughs> but do you know you, what though? If every time that I'm so I. I really believe in manifestation and law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I think if anything, it's totally always worked with my music, but if anything, it worked in my youth work career more than my music. It, mm. that's, I think I told this story on the last pod anyway, but that's a story for another day. But I feel that if, okay, so like you were just saying, you're, yeah, you have to go whole into it because if you don't, then you're, you're kind of agreeing in your head that there's something there that that you're doubting and I don't feel it comes to full fruition if you do that. 100%, yeah. which is why I – and this was the scariest thing and we've spoken out a couple of times. I turned away all podcasts all, – all podcast, turned away all weddings for mm. next year and weddings was uh, almost a guaranteed big income. Big It's a good like, you know, 30, 40, 50 grand guaranteed. You yeah. can see it in advance for the year because if you got 10, 15 – 20 weddings, you're going, right, that month, that month, that month. Okay, these this is the money and the income that's coming in no matter what other jobs I get. And then people book, you know, 15, 18 months in advance. Mm. So 2022, not one wedding. I've not booked one on purpose to give it a crack. I can always go back to weddings. I was going to say. I've got my portfolio. Do you like doing it? Uh, I It's a fucking shit ton better than sheet metal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I was to be honest, there's definitely – Far better things that I want to do, yeah. and far and and far more creative things that I want to do than yeah. filming a fucking wedding. People, yeah. it's the same wedding every time. Yeah, it's always the same video. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In different sort of, I make changes. I'm, uh, I do for anyone getting married, it's completely different <laughs> and unique to your day. Uh, it is always no, unique, him, but yeah. it, but it's 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 the same process, really. You know, and, yes. and it's a fucking long day. It's a lot of editing, a lot of pressure. You do get bridezillas, you do get groomzillas. Mm. Like you fucking get. Uh, I bet. And and and. It's no just, no I, was, I just went, fuck it. Though. That actually takes away a lot of time from doing other client stuff. It takes away a lot of time from trying to do comedy, which I want to try and do. It takes away time from podcasts. And if I really want to have a fucking fair dinkum crack, especially next year when Delby's full-time yeah. or full-time comedian slash celebrant. Did I tell you that? I'm quitting teaching at the end of the year? No. Yeah, so, yeah, so wow. he's full-time comedy and weddings next year. Yeah, he's great. done it. So, so stuff. we're yeah, both yeah. going to be yeah. with – Actually, I've seen you had a list as well. So you're obviously into the law of attraction as well. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I write it, it happens. Yeah. And so, man, uh, like I've, I've always been, whenever I feel the fear of money creeping in, which I should, and this is this weird human desire that we have. So I'm a really good saver. So even when it was come time to buy my house, mm -hmm. 
I like I had a hundred grand saved, mm. and so from the second I started touring with Draft, I said I got to save all of my money that I made through music and with this guy. Yeah. And I've been very lucky to have, be on that ride. And I'm going to spend. I'm going to keep my nine to five and just spend that money. Yeah. And yeah. that's going to be my life. And then any money I make off music, I either put back into music or it never existed. Mm. And I just pretend it's not there that's until I good. need it. And then ten energy. years later, I had hundred grand. Mm. So. And that was my own music coming into it as well. It wasn't all draft, yeah. but it was yeah. my own music and and all my savings were going there. So, And then luckily now I've got us in a position where um, mortgage isn't, our mortgage repayments aren't much. It's less than a lot of people's rent. Yeah. Um, so I didn't fight to get myself into this position just to have some shit like this come over and fuck it up, Joan. But yeah. what I was getting at was every time, because I feel very strongly about the law of attraction and manifestation, I every time I start to stress about money, yeah, or worry about it. It's just fucking crazy, dude. I go, I say to myself, I might stress about it for days, mm-hmm. three or four days, a week, two weeks max. I never let myself get to, you know too down on it for that long. But mm-hmm. at the second, I swear, like the minute that I go, fuck it, what am I talking about? I've already got like a lot saved again since I bought my house. Mm. Um, we're good, like everything's sweet. Mm. What am I doing? Why am I worrying about money? You're happy. Your family's healthy. Everything is all good. Bang! Money will come from nowhere, bro. Uh, I, I, I promise you. I, I, it spins I, me out. I 100% agree. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I've got countless times where this yeah. it's happened to me as well. And it spins me out. And it like I got, you forget about a job that you've done. Like if you, yeah. oh fuck, I forgot they were going to yeah. pay. There's yeah. a fucking extra couple yeah. of grand well, just on bank. The recent one was that TikTok thing I was talking to you guys about yeah. off camera. So mm. I was stressing about money. This before the mandate even came in. I forgot what it was. I don't know. Like Hannah's car went fucked or some shit like that. Yep. Um, and then I was like, shit. And then I was like. I just want to I, I, I get obsessed with saving I'm like yeah. a bad saver in the sense that I get so obsessed with it that when I see that it go down because we have to take money out for yeah. something it fucks me up yeah 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 so my little brother and my OCD as well yeah. I want it at a real nice even 20, <laughs> yeah. 20k or something yeah, yeah, let yeah, it yeah. sit there yeah. you know mm-hmm. so when it goes back down to 18 because the car fucked up I'm like we're fucked yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're in trouble I've got 18k sitting there I'm yeah. not in trouble yeah. and then but I fall into that human desire trap of watching it you know like you all Always, it's like if someone makes 80 grand a year, they get it, um, you know, they get, uh, what do you call it when you get? Hawkers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go up a level. Fucking hell, I've got Tax blank. bracket. Um, class, second class. No, a raise. They give you a ra- yeah, uh, but to a different- A promotion. A promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I've never been good at my own promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get yourself, you get a promotion and you get 100 grand now and your lifestyle adapts as a result. Yeah, and then yeah. 100 grand's not enough. Yeah. I need 150. You get 150, yeah. your lifestyle adapts and then 150 is not enough. So that's just that like human desire that's yeah. kind of ingrained and parenthesized yeah. in us. But like, so I would see that it, it take a hit and start stressing out. But as soon as I pull myself off that ledge and go, yo, you're good. Everything's all right. It will flow in abundance. You're good. You know, remember, go back to your bang the next day, whatever, however much money in my account. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like quarter yearly sales or yeah. distro kid just paid you this or, you know, yeah. like it's insane. Mine's like, normally I, I, a I, job. I just get offered a job and I get it. It's the same the shit. Effort. It's yeah. opportunity. Whatever I stress, I just think, come on, man. You're yeah. a cisgendered white, <laughs> white male. Things can be worse. 2021. Oh, you've won. Be worse. You've made it, buddy. Delby, you, um, you have to go. Yeah, but that said, like, the reality is, like, you most likely, probably, nothing's going to happen when you get the, if you do get the jab. 
you're probably going to be healthy. Yes. You're probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, it's going to be fucked. You're going to be like, fuck, I knew. But yeah. you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If right. I die, I show this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want it to be known that I really did not want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Going against your will. If I, Mark McGowan tells me if I don't, I don't give a fuck about my family. So yeah, yeah. there you go. There it is. Yeah, guilt. Um, I also, also, women, I just want to, women and the breadwinner thing. It's not their fault that they have to carry a baby and then they can't work and look after a baby. Mm. So when we say that the men are the breadwinners, they're not really the breadwinners, but they, they have less oh, you're so pressure. Scared. You're so scared. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about breadwinners. Was I, I did. I said back. it a half an hour ago. <laughs> Daniel. Delby's been holding on to that. Holding on. <laughs> but there's a reason. I'll tell you off Man, camera. fuck that. <laughs> we are the, <laughs> you, we are the dominant species, the superior force. I've we- done this as a little meta joke for uh, Branchy, but I mean it. But uh, at the same time, I'm gonna listen back now. Yeah. No, obviously, um, if anything, I'll be honest with you. They didn't choose it, and neither did we. I would love to know what it feels like to but, not give birth, yeah. but to grow. <laughs> like I'm spinning out. Hannah's like, feel this, and like I've felt other other people's babies kicking before. Yeah, yeah. And pretend that I stop cared. abducting I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and this is the so before you jet off. I've been thinking about a stand up comedy. Like a bit about trying it recently. Yeah, I got to admit, I take my hat off to you because as soon as I picture myself in that realm, I immediately drop chocolate nuggets in my shorts because, <laughs> man, we have music. Yeah, to kind of mask it, like it veils our insecurities and mm. you know our need to be accepted. So, well, like there's music there, but but so I haven't been using a DJ for this tour because mm. I'm trying to. Cut back on costs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no artistic like, value, just yeah, fuck that. savings. I artistic, can't ever go below twenty grand. <laughs> if it was artistic value, he would be there <laughs> because it doesn't look artistic at all. I'm yeah. turning around, starting my own tracks, like it. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because the crowd are like, "Ah, oh, that feels real organic, and it feels real humanistic." And mm-hmm. he's kind of like on our level as peasants, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm on a much higher level, <laughs> on a higher stage. <laughs> but I go, so I'll do a song and I'll turn around, but there's, cause I don't have a DJ. Usually Uncle Sam or Rob Shaker would be like, make some motherfucking noise. And uh. they go, Wah! and you go, yeah, better my life. And it's like, fills in all this space. Yeah. But now I'll finish, I'll say the last lyric, put my hand up, the beat, cuts out and the song's done and then they don't know what to do because no one's going make some motherfucking noise yeah. and then they do it so it just goes silent for about three seconds and then they go oh I'm meant to be making noise yeah, yeah! and then they, the noise cuts down and then it's just like this silence and space between when I go and turn yeah, yeah. turn my back on the crowd which yeah. you should never do yeah. cue my next track and so I mean, the first couple uh, first couple sets were real, I felt real awkward and were real nerve wracking. I was like, this is the first time I've ever been up here fully by myself. Yeah, yeah. DJ mm. So that, that space of vulnerability was Welcome like really scary. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, but it was also as scary as it was, it was really like invigorating mm. and, you know. It's like, a rush, man. Oh, and, and cause I would kind of have to do some comedy shit between the songs to fill in the gaps yeah. and to keep them engaged and stuff like that. And I was like, man, maybe I should, but where I was got the reason why I got onto this was I've always said to people my if I was ever to do and I might be shooting myself in the foot here I don't think <laughs> I, would, I don't think I would ever do it because it would be career suicide but <laughs> I would talk about gender reveals oh yeah because I fucking hate yeah. gender reveals <laughs> that's, that's I feel like gender reveals are the epitome of human self-absorption oh, like, that's like, right oh, yeah. and some of my best friends are doing it Wes Wes did one I'm sorry Wes but fuck you <laughs> like Wes sent out invites to people to come to his gender reveal 
and people bit into a muffin. This and is like, gonna this is gonna sound misogynistic. I guarantee it's not his idea to do that. I bet, man. I know it's not his idea. <laughs> it's not his and idea. I love Brie. Yeah, I love Brie. But I, and I'm sure it was. And but she, it's fine. All chicks are doing it, and everyone's doing it. But sometimes when I'm feel real shit, mm-hmm. I just watch. I just type in. <laughs> Gender reveal has gone wrong <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, I do fucking love that when they got the balloon and it goes away and then it gets popped or something uh, like that. Oh, 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 the kids melt down like fuck. I remember I watched one and there's all these people in a park and a, a plane <laughs> flew over the top of it and just dropped all this pink gas and I was like, please be poisonous and kill everybody in that park. The people that held it, the people that came, kill them all. When Wes did that, they, so. They, and they did, <laughs> they did a muffin and you bite into the muffin and blue oh, came yeah. out of the muffin. And I was like, don't invite me to that. <laughs> don't invite yeah. me to that because I'm not coming. Hey, you should. This, I had the worst gender reveal gone wrong, bro. I was in Thailand. And <laughs> tell me, I'm excited. <laughs> was, it Jesus Jack? Christ. <laughs> was it Jack? Was it Jack? Who was it? Names. Uh, Hit him. I'm dropping names. No, no, no. Wes is going to hate me after this. She was a beautiful girl called Sarah. And when we went home, she was, she was a beautiful man called Jeff. Oh, <laughs> the worst gender reveal of all time. Gender Did that, is that real? Yeah. Nah, I'm just oh, fucking okay. around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, was it Dirk? Yeah. Do you know what I hope happens oh, one not, day? What I was expecting. Do you know what I hope happens one day? I hope someone pops the balloon and a little. Toy wheelchair comes out. And people are like, oh, the baby's disabled. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's some there's some dark stand up. Would that land? Would that land? No, but no. it would be funny, man. What about well, the, po- what know, about the poison know. in the park? No, I think if you set it up right, fucking oath, it, it would land. Right. You get, sure. but you just set up like, man, I've got a friend. Their kid's gonna be disabled, and then you just go into that, and like they fucked with everyone. Oh, and, and I pops. put a wheelchair in the balloon, yeah. or they did it to fuck with us. Yeah, you gotta make it so then it's one remote. Oh, because they funny. already have a kid that's paraplegic, so they <laughs> think it's genetic and their wheelchair came out. <laughs> that's a yeah. good one. That's yeah. a really good one. Or to do the reveal, they push a wheelchair down the stairs and when it hits the bottom, it explodes into whatever colour it needs to be. <laughs> and a cabbage patch kid goes yeah, flying. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So like good. That. Oh, it's telling me. But I've got a couple things in the mix. I'm trying to put a, a tight five together. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, don't, don't, don't tell anyone you're doing it and just go to a. Oh, well, lucky that. Uh, thanks for the no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyone when you're on and okay. just go do it uh-huh. unless you want everyone to come and see no but yeah absolutely not. just just go to an open mic night don't tell anyone yeah and then that way you won't have to cross worlds with like fans coming and see and if you bomb or if you do well it's sick but yeah. at the same time you'll get an authentic reaction because you haven't stacked the crowd so mm. you'll know uh-huh. yeah if it's legit so do you um, remember your what was yeah you came eh, to my first ever gig at the Brisbane? Yeah. 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 That so, was your first? Yeah, first right. ever. Yeah. Oh, that was dope then. So, yeah. <laughs> lucky. Because <laughs> fucking 30 cunts came and like, that was the most people that have come to anything for me, man. Even my birthday is like my it's first It's always the stand-up. first shit. When I first, yeah. when my music first started going good and I was doing shows, all of my friends would come. Yeah. Man, I couldn't get any of my friends None. there anymore. They didn't give a fuck. Ah, yeah. oh, Bitter's got another gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I love gigging with Max oh, Shane. Bitter with his gigs. Yeah, Max yeah. Shane, his friends come, man. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do El Who's Rhyme. They keep coming. I don't know if it's because it's his first comedy rap show, but because our show's so different every single time, mm. we get his yeah. friends coming all the time. I've had like 10 friends come and see Who's Rhyme, man. So any of my mates, fucking get around it, cunt. It's I'd funny. Like, yeah. I'd like to just come and just watch. Yeah. I, I can't on Tuesdays. Because of Scotty, yeah, but, um, uh, November twenty sixth at the Greenwood, we're doing uh, Friday night. Yeah. Well, if I'm not, so. if I don't have Scotty, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, fun. 
Sick. Um, so we're plugging uh, Bitter's first gig at uh, <laughs> yes. Underground Comedy nah, nah, next nah. Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, I do I, actually. I think last time I was here, my album wasn't out yet. It was coming out. It's coming now out. it's out now. Yep. So it's out now. Elephant Gifts. It's in JB Hi-Fi. It's on all your streaming platforms and that. So. I listened to it today, but start to finish, I fucking loved it. And like I said, I got that Samsara. Samsara. That's yeah. It. Yep. In my head. Yeah. It's, it, it was quite a sad dark and depressing album but the next stuff is uh, that now that I've got that out of the way yep. the next stuff's a lot more light hearted and fun and, sick yeah so but the next album's called Unfaccinated <laughs> spitting facts about vaccines Unfaccinated like that. yeah. that's, that's good <laughs> Faccination <laughs> Faccination <laughs> Faccination <laughs> What do you got Delby? Um, yeah every Tuesday at, I fucking ate the biggest bag of dicks on Tuesday like ch- last night uh, sleep deprived <laughs> my raps were like the worst of all time, but like bomb, bomb, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just lent into it and just played it up because it was so bad. I just made that what I was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was horrific. But uh, next Tuesday at Royale's, thirty-five bucks for um, a oh, chicken uh, for Royale's feed and the show uh, from eight o'clock in Northbridge, their new venue. Um, so we had thirty odd last night. Um, we needed to sell a few more tickets for next Tuesday. Um, this weekend, I just got wedding. Sunday singles are still off. So until the next party, that's you can it. start buying fringe tickets as well. Oh yeah, start buying fringe. I've got one hundred and forty shows to choose from. So couples comedy with Chelsea Morgan. Who's Rhyme with Mac Shane, uh, 33 years single. Who's Rhyme Kids Edition, if you've got kids and you want to come um, to Who's Rhyme or the Confessional Kids Edition and the Confessional with Cam McLaren. And I think that's all the shows I've got. Damn, bro, wow. you're busy. Yeah. That's, you probably, I don't, that's why I wanted to admit keep it, you the didn't quit shut. your job to pursue – you had to quit your job. You didn't have enough <laughs> yeah, time literally, in the day. I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. man, yeah. That'll make almost your whole year's fucking salary. Yeah. But, yeah. Congrats, bro. That's I'm, awesome, I'm at Grassroots Comedy on tu- next tu- next Tuesday. Yeah, and it's hard to get tickets, so get to that. Uh, it's You're doing year. that? It's yeah. at the. He told it? me you weren't a comedian. <laughs> he's not. He's, just, he's an open mic. There's, 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 oh, there's com- levels to that there's shit. Levels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not like a rapper. You're like a comedian. Hey man, I'm a rapper. Oh, where have you, where have you spit? Nah, I spit bars at the trainer. <laughs> right. I'm a rapper man. Okay. So he's you're not a rapper. You're a he's piece of shit. A, he's calling me an esche. Okay. That's what he's calling me. He's the esche of comedy. I'm the esche of comedy. Right. Sports. Esche. He's in the game, my bag. Yeah. Sick. Well, let's let's finish off with a bit of song. We'll go on outro with one a bit of song. Oh yeah, what song do you want us to play? Uh, oh, okay, Jesus. Um, let's go with. Well, how are you guys feeling? Anything, mate? Well, we're not going to play. Well, I'm if sure. you're feeling depressed, I got a whole album for you. Yeah. I just dropped. <laughs> or just something to like. It'll be send us off with. Send us off in post. Yeah. Uh, so. Maybe the song with James Abberley, uh "To the Edge." Yeah, right. cool. Off, uh, this is uh, "To the Edge." Yeah, featuring. Cameron Branch <laughs> and James Abbey. <laughs> James Abbey. Bit of a Perfect. Cheers James for coming Abbey. on, man. Fucking really enjoyed it. Ciao. See ya.
evening So I guess that I'm nervous Not perfect and reminded by all the people I work with I thought them people knew I needed to be worshipped I really thought them people believed in my purpose But I guess I was wrong Or maybe I'm just sensitive Attention deficit So I've been seeking your attention all along I started second guessing it And questioning my destiny I thought I was somebody Till somebody thought less of me But nah I think it isn't right to give up and let the world dim the light on who you are You see I try but it's hard to ignore what people think of me I usually can't This information that I'm reading every night got me woke but I'm snoozing the alarm And lately I've been getting what I want Cause lately I've been using and abusing my charm You can't blame me This road is long and it takes me to the edge But every day is going my way now Oh, and you better believe And I've been searching all my life trying to find my shine Living inside my mind and living by my design Till I decided I'd be guided by the light inside It's my revival so I feel like I've rewinded time Cause I've been blessed with the blessing meaning a second chance Now I don't question my destiny or the quest at hand Because I treasure what my predecessors left for me And when I can, I do my best to express who I am Keep it real and stay true to my core So lately I've been meditating Who would have thought that I could even sit in silence When all that I do is talk And all that you knew me for was an appalling immature dog so now I'm drawn towards a pure force Now that I've been woken up I can't ignore the truest source I see you rappers in the corny shit that you endorse Either your views are warped or they ain't even truly yours I feel my mind is And could it be that I was chosen For this road is long And it takes me to the end But every day is going my way now Oh, and you better believe Oh, and you better believe The smoke in my mind With a heart in my chest A soul in my head And no matter what you say, it'll get me Going my way now Oh, and you better believe